looking on the video. This is going to be another episode of Reforge Gaming News, talking about Elden Ring, why it might not be for you, some of the criticisms that have been happening, as well as the toxicity in response. I, I think there's sort of two sides to look at this. I want to kind of understand both sides. I'm going to put the bulk of that right here at the beginning. If you're like, why is this video so long? We put everything you're probably looking for right here at the beginning in this very short segment, and then we discuss it for a couple of hours because it is a live stream. This is a Reforge update. The Elden Ring toxicity seems to be becoming a pretty main point of conversation as many people continue to criticize the game, ask for it to be made easier, or want to break down certain aspects of the game's accessibility. I want to try to understand both sides here and talk about why this just might not be a game for some people. We were concerned that the popularity of this game would lead to the conversation that's basically being had right now on social media, YouTube, and various forums. If you like these quick updates, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button, and you can always check out my live streams over at Reforge Gaming. So what's been happening? Let me try to give you a basic summary of something that's been going on if you've not been sort of paying attention. There has been sort of some ongoing criticism of Elden Ring that many people expected or have heard before. There's a lot of the classic, it's too hard criticism saying it's just not a very fun game it's too hard like well, I don't want to play a game that's this hard I watched a review of a guy who I think he really struggled to even understand what he was saying he would say things like it just isn't fun I don't want to come home from work and be stressed out and it's like yeah and the conclusion you should come to then is like this is not a game for you in, in the same realm of people that bring up difficulty settings and difficulty arguments there are many people who would play a game like God of War and put it on the absolute hardest difficulty and that is not necessarily then a bad setting because you don't like it and games that don't have difficulty settings then are also not automatically bad just because you don't like it and I think that's part of the problem with many of the criticisms that sort of surround themselves or ground themselves in the difficulty even even people sort of making cries that well the game should be accessible to everybody I don't necessarily think they quite understand what they're saying I was talking about this with my wife and she said well there's always somebody else there's always another person who's going to want the line moved there's always somebody who might not be good enough to play something as simple as Mario Kart right so how do you keep moving the line to the point that eventually a game completely gets diluted and loses its soul then there's not really anything left if you try to make something that's accessible or good for everybody it probably will end up being liked by very little you know very small amount of people conflating I think accessibility with difficulty is one of the other things that's been going on Uh, accessibility in gaming is a huge topic with respect to colorblind settings or folks who might be motor or movement impaired using specific controllers that's not the same as difficulty and even that's gotten sort of conflated in some of the discussions about oh you should make the game more accessible to people people who might have impairments but that has nothing to do with difficulty and many of them have spoken out and said we don't want the game to be made easier we just want to be able to play it now the response to this criticism many fans have responded I think and sort of critiqued uh, the complaints and the criticism I think they've responded to them rather well they've defended the game and said listen like this is how these games are designed take it or leave it like no one's forcing you to play not every game you're not entitled to enjoy every game like I don't ask fighting games or sports games to you know restructure their base level design so that I could enjoy them I just accept the fact that those are games that I do not enjoy okay now there are people in the community 
who have kind of responded and said, listen, get good or get out. That's that's a crowd of people. I don't think they're the majority. I think they tend to sort of hijack threads, forums, Reddit, tweets, or whatever. We've had a handful of show up in my chat because I've criticized the games. I've criticized aspects of certain fights and they show up, you know, get good or get out. And then there's those who just blatantly attack. They go on the attack on Twitter. They go on the attack on the various platforms. And I don't think they're representative of the community at large, right? Toxicity, this is the truth of the matter, okay? Toxicity exists in virtually all gaming communities. We can't let a minority or a rabble on the internet sort of convince everyone, well, that community is toxic. No matter what game you go to, if you sort of start critiquing that game or criticizing that game, you're going to be potentially met with toxic fans. That doesn't excuse the toxicity, but I do think it needs to be looked at in context because the reality is there's nothing particularly unique about the way people are responding. And I also think that the game just might not be for you. You have to understand what you're doing, okay? You're kind of showing up late, okay? Fans of these games have been waiting for Elden Ring for a super, super long time. They're ravenous. They love the Dark Souls games. They love Bloodborne. They've been patiently maybe not so patiently, waiting for Elden Ring, and then it's great that you might be trying a From Software game for the first time, but when you show up, it's pretty presumptive to show up late and demand sort of tectonic genre-defining changes. You, You have to look at the history and the context of what you're stepping into, and you might start to understand why you're getting sharp worded or hot or passionate responses. There are not a lot of games out there like this, and the few, I wouldn't actually say the few, it's actually, they're actually quite popular games, that's another misunderstanding. People think that these are niche games. They're not. They don't need your support. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but they don't need your support. I think some people think, oh, it's not going to be successful. It's commercial success is not in doubt at this point. The commercial success of the From Software franchise that they've that they've built for themselves, the genre they built for themselves, it's not in doubt. Look at the sales numbers, okay? It's in, like, I think a top 20 list as far as franchises that have been massively successful. It's up there with mainstay games that you would think are more mainstream, and this is more niche. That's another misunderstanding. And when you show up that late, to a genre that people love and there's again there's not a lot of games out there like this and you expect the game to be structured redesigned or built for you you're going to be met with passionate disagreement you're sort of you're sort of asking for it right like you haven't been playing these games you got really excited because Elden Ring looked hype and Elden Ring looked amazing and it certainly is the most approachable from software game in existence it certainly is one of the ones where you can take routes that curb down the difficulty but it's still a from software game and to, and to arrive at the party late and to start asking for significant changes to be made don't be surprised when you're not met with uproarious applause and welcome from the community that's been playing these games a lot longer than you let me know what you think in the comments below or head over to gaming to talk with me live as always hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next one and i'll see the rest of you right now Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I've been consistently sort of seeing articles, threads, themes, and topics about this, just discussing the toxicity uh, surrounding sort of the criticisms of this game. You know, anybody who sort of speaks out and says they don't like the game or they think the game is too hard, they get they get pretty much shredded. And I think sometimes it's deserved, and sometimes it's well, well uh, overboard. Um, radical one hour earlier for me. Thank you, DST. Yes, yes, we uh, we have gone through our our time change. 
Don't come to my McDonald's and tell them that the sweet tea is too sweet, ruining the tea for everyone else, rather than getting the unsweetened and add what you want. My take on Elden Ring. Chris Lethal says, Digging deeper, I've noticed a ton of people on the Elden Ring Facebook groups complaining about it being too hard. Actually have no idea what stat scaling is, and they wonder why they're still weak after leveling up. What time is this? Why are you one hour early for me, but still late? (laughs) What's good, Hilly? I don't get the expecting the game to change. People like me just need to come to terms with the fact that this is probably not the game for them. Yeah, I couldn't believe, you know, listening to the guy's review last night, I couldn't believe just the total lack of self-awareness. It's like, you're basically saying in eight different ways that the game is not for you, but then concluding that it's somehow the game is a problem, right? Like, and, and, and you know, Eugene's saying too hard. And I, here's the other thing that I think people are forgetting. The, the, the veterans of From Software... They are going to be like, if you think this is too hard, then you've really stepped into the wrong genre. You really bought the wrong game because it's the easiest in the bunch, right? It, <laughs> With the exception, obviously, of some of the fights that are pretty brutal the later you get. But it is the most accessible. Like, it is the one where you're going to be able to bag some bag some boss wins and, pro- and progress through the game a whole lot more than than previous titles that's one of the other reasons that fans of the game are like what are you talking about this is like the most approachable from software game in existence like elden ring gameplay is it's way way more approachable than dark souls 1 2 or 3 or Sekiro for that matter this is my first souls game and i've been hooked since i started well good for you to be honest the last boss is are hard up to the point that it seems impossible. Yeah, I know later bosses get kind of crazy. I watched a guy fight Radon as a level 1 wretch with a club, and I was like, oh, screw you, buddy. It was a no-hit run on Radon. And it's funny how when you're not in the heat of battle, you see everything. Like, the guy just walks up to him, stands there, and just perfectly dodges every attack. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess now that I can see, and he, and the funny thing was, he didn't do the roll forward a lot of the time. He was actually going back and forth, like a side to side thing. It was actually pretty interesting and incredibly enlightening about like, okay, this boss fight's not as crazy as I thought it was. These these high level players just absolutely break a fight down to its base level parts and are able to like literally not get hit once. It's only the easiest with spirit summons. Using traditional melee, it's the hardest, but it gives you the options to beat it for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely noticed running, primarily running sword and board, uh, sword and shield. I have definitely noticed that, holy moly, this game is tough. They expect you, in some of the fights, in some of the arenas, they really expect you to run summons and to split the aggro because they constantly are putting you in these scenarios where you're getting... just spammed and hammered by multiple targets you know a dude beating market with a club and no armor and no rolling that's crazy they really dial in the aoe attacks too late game gotta start learning what to jump and what you can dodge love the aoe wave attacks yeah aoe can be tough when you're close to the enemy too it's almost like they didn't want you to be able to just constantly grab because in some in in some respects like some of the some of the fights and some of the older titles you just hug their hips and you'll they'll never hit you well an aoe is going to make that a little bit harder you got to be able to see what's coming you can't just ride their ankles 
<clears throat> excuse me guard counters are the way to go stagger damage is insane yeah breaking their posture is absolutely nuts guys if you're enjoying the show and you tune in all throughout the week do me a favor and smash the like button let's have a nice strong start to the week will be a shorter week this week I'll be gone Thursday through Monday so you'll you'll have two days this week without me and one day next week without me we'll be we'll be in Florida visiting some family uh, meta is usually one to all you guys are talking about PvP meta to me, it's not hard, it's challenging, but it's not the most difficult game. I love it because it gives you all the freedom that most other games don't. Literally love this game when you come across a scary boss who looks huge and you defeat him. It's amazing. Yo, it's good, Gritter. Uh, Elden Ring is the most accessible of the bunch. It is perfect for new players. Trying out a double Warhammer build now and the stagger is so much fun. This game, says Diaz, is way easier than other Souls games. I'm not a pro by any stretch. And... Even I was able to speedrun this game any percent in just over two hours. The record is 35 minutes right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that. There are uh, the records for speedrun. That's just crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. Let's get a. Uh, da, da, da. Let's get a poll going here. Elden Ring Toxicity. Unique to uh, the community or a common theme in gaming, all right? Unique to the From Software uh, community. Uh, unique, unique to From Software community. I have to take out the word the or a common theme in gaming common theme in gaming like that's what I want to know do you think that the toxicity that you know because there's definitely some toxic people I'm curious if you guys land on this the way I land on it I'm like this is so common in gaming this isn't unique right the the topic is unique but I don't think it's unique to have like ravenous fans that are like extremely unkind and attack people that you know, critique their game or complain about their game. Guard counter looks busted. Parrying looks the easiest that I've seen, and the posture system, which is awesome, also makes it easier. It is definitely not the most difficult souls for melee. Yeah, but I mean, you haven't played it, Eugene. The issue is, as much as you think guard counter and parrying looks busted and posture system and all that, the big challenge with melee is there's so many fights where a lack of range is a gigantic frustration point. Like, melee is really strong in the right sections. It is. But you roll into some of these fights and you're going to be incredibly irritated if you're pure melee. I, I'm speaking as somebody who has. Tons of the fights, they really, really chop you down a notch if you're not leaning on summoning or 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 magic like you're gonna really really feel the pain or i'm sorry or range if you lack range and if you lack if you don't want to summon or do magic i'm telling you right now the, the melee builds are strong but there are places where you're gonna feel like an absolute chump my biggest complaint so far with the game is that some necessary bell uh bearing upgrades are tick tucked away in corners right i think most would agree that a bear, it's too hard, isn't a valuable criticism. However, the hype invincibility of legit critiques of roly-poly fighting 
and obviously dated graphics undeniable I disagree with the dated graphics I do I think people are forgetting there are people saying this game looks like like a PlayStation 3 game or a PlayStation 4 game go back and really look at what games looked like back then this game is within the lane of what games look like right now I think it's in the lane is it at the front of the curve no but it certainly doesn't look dated some of it's an art choice some of it's an art decision but if you look at some of the enemies and some of the design work and the lighting I refuse to believe that this game looks dated if you go and play any of the other titles Sekiro, Dark Souls 1 through 3 the only game that looks prettier than this is Demon Souls Remaster because it was specifically remastered for the PlayStation 5 games in this genre you're going to have a very very hard time finding games that don't look like this some of it's some of it's art design some of it's the engine but i think people overstate the graphics in this game i really do i i like i i actually think that the performance issues you're well within your right to be like what the frick is going on why is it having 40 to 60 frame you know frame rate why is it having frame timing issues Sekiro looks similarly good in my opinion Sekiro was definitely good. I thought Sekiro was lacking in with... Well, you get into the right areas. I guess that's not necessarily true. I did think a lot of Sekiro looked drab and flat. You know what I mean? The clipping in the game is nasty. The hair, the NPC faces, come on. Find me a game where clipping doesn't happen like that. That's. I think that's the issue. Clipping, again, is not is not a, is not like a dated graphical thing. There was clipping in Horizon Forbidden West. That game's beautiful. Amazing graphics. And there was clipping in that game. Her hair would clip through the costume. Her her bow, her arrow, all that stuff was there was clipping. There's clipping I well, don't I, I could be wrong about this, but I'm fairly certain that there was clipping in both God of War and Ghost of Tsushima. And I think both of those games are absolutely beautiful. And there's clipping. I, I, I don't I don't do the I, I don't know I don't get I don't get hung up on those things I feel like those things are pretty minor clipping's gonna happen when you have this amount of customization right like you it's it's like when people get irritated about let's say there's a lack of polish in the open world and your character or your horse gets like stuck on like a nugget of a rock just this teeny little rock well, you can't get that upset at that. You kind of know when you're playing an open world game, there's going to be periodic little rough edges. And when you allow players to have this level of customization, it, there's going to be clipping. Like, it's unavoidable. I, I don't know if they can go in and add particular physics to each fabric, shield, piece of metal, whatever, to interact with your sword. Yo, it's good feed. Clipping isn't really a big deal. Yeah, I don't think clipping is an indictment of a game's graphics because it's so common in the in the market. Hard no. Look at you in that horse with the shield and cape and a long sword. It looks ridiculous. They didn't even try. But again, I, I, like I just think I've every and maybe this is just me accepting, you know, that this happens. But any game I've played like this where I can customize that much of what I'm doing there's clipping I just feel like that's kind of happened in the industry is like hey we're gonna let you wear 
75 different outfits and there's 62 different weapons and when you have those combinations those like I don't even know what's what's the permutation count on what your armor and your and your and your your armor combination with your with your sword and shield combination what's the permutation on that it's got to be in the millions there's no way for them to 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 develop a game that that won't happen there's too many Clipping could be resolved, but the physics required would be so extreme it would bring your computer and console to its knees. That's what I mean. There's too many permutations to take into consideration. Like, they can't make the individual cloth, metal of a shield, metal of a sword, if it all has its own individual physics interacting with each other, I can't see that being being something that would be efficient for the engine or the game world or the animations. If you're just tuning in, we are talking about how Elden Ring is not for you. There's many people out there criticizing this game for being too hard or not accessible, and they're claiming that the, that the community is very toxic because they're getting a lot of passionate disagreement. Now, sometimes, yeah, they're, get, they're getting exposed to toxicity and attack, but I think they're maybe overstating the toxicity of the community. Yo, good morning, Mo. What's good, Robert? Demon Souls remake looks amazing, but most of the boss fights are unmemorable, especially Dragon God boss fight. I just accepted that FromSoft is more about art direction than graphical fidelity. I personally don't mind it. Some people just want to jump in and hack and slash their way through the game. It's not that kind of game, for sure. Being too hard is not a criticism. It's a FromSoft game. Thank you for speaking up for computational limitations gamers backseat the 3d graphics uh like 3d graphics are easy i'm not even an expert but i know that when you have you know 75 swords 28 shields and i don't even know how many pieces of armor the permutations the 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 number of different combinations that you can you can put on your character there's no way for them to to graphically say we're going to set it up so there's no clipping like how would they do that i there's too many instances it doesn't require individual coding lono it's literally a switch in their engine engines are based to detect edges of objects polygons but they switch them on based on object grouping basically to enable all objects to be physically based and interact with one another would require a current year supercomputer so you're saying they could turn it on but it would be it would require it would require a computer or hardware that would be incredibly strong just refusing to see it other games have cape physics that aren't 10 years old the long outfits literally just fall through your mount like a ghost next-gen game of the year should have basic cloth physics well they didn't promote this as a next-gen game there's going to be plenty of games that launch that aren't next-gen and next-gen's not a requirement for game of the year now i made the argument about last year that i do think next-gen is something that has to be considered in the weight and the score and I think you could say that about Elden Ring. You'd say, listen, if there are other games like God of War, Ragnarok, or others that really push the next-gen envelope, that has to be considered in the scores and in the ranking. But Elden Ring offers like a thousand other things. It would be like going to a restaurant and being like, well, the seats are kind of uncomfortable and the tables are wobbly, but they make up for it. Like the food's unbelievable, right? And I think that's what Elden Ring does. I think it's got pieces that are wobbly, and awkward like the clipping performance issues 
but they make up for it. Like no one's no one's playing this game for fifty hours and being like that clipping is just immersion breaking, bro. Like nobody's doing that because the gameplay and the world. The I'm, I'm telling you, the experience of the open world in this game is like none other. I've never played a game like this. I simply haven't. Not since Skyrim have I played a game where the open world is just. I've, I'm like, I'm having a new experience. Now, when I played Immortals Phoenix Rising or Assassin's Creed or Breath of the Wild or Horizon Forbidden West, I'm like, okay, there's elements of this. I've experienced elements of this before. So what, what, what do I have to experience in those games to make up for it? Well, the graphics better be amazing. The combat better be evolved. It better be a nice upgrade from the last game. Why? Because there's elements here that are, uh, you know, uh, kind of samey. I've kind of experienced this before. But with Elden Ring, it's it's firing in so many other categories that you're like, ah, the, the, the graphics don't need to be next-gen. Outside of maybe Forspoken, we aren't getting next-gen games this year. Well, if God of War Ragnarok launches on time, I think it'll be next-gen. I think on PS5, there's going to be elements of it that are going to be, like, eyebrow-raising. Even e- I would even go back and argue that the updates they did to the original God of War makes it makes it on the low end of next gen. I think there's a spectrum of next gen. There's like front of the wave next gen like Returnal and Ratchet, and then there's like low end of next gen that's like the updates they did to God of War. Like 4K checkerboard 60 FPS in that game, I'm like, okay, you get the you get to be in this lane, I think. It's just on the lower end. I hardly understand the story, and I think I'm at endgame territory since I'm at uh, Melania, but the gameplay is so good, it crushes all other faults for me. Graphics don't make game of the year. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, outside of my, I can't believe people are ticked about maybe the cloak graphics. I, uh, I mean, I will readily admit that when I play games and I'm in a cutscene and my armor and my sword is all like wonky and clipping through each other, I'll admit that does take away. I'm like, that's kind of a bummer. I look stupid. But I'm not going to sit here and act like that's not incredibly common in video games that grant the player customization. One comes with the other. The minute they grant you a high level of customization, I feel like clipping is just going to happen. I've never played a game where it doesn't happen. Like... There was times in Destiny where my cloak and my cape would have stuff poking through it. Why? Because there's millions of permutations of combinations in the game that cannot be accounted for. The clipping argument is stupid. The only things with physics on objects or cloth ETC that the character wears are demos or cutscenes, not gameplay. Right, right. It de- And it also depends on, on how they build the cutscenes because sometimes it's just like in the world and you just... Your, your character's just walking around, so they don't re-render any of it. So, like, the clipping will be there. It depends on the game. It doesn't take away as much if you forget you're wearing a stupid helmet in the cutscene, though. <laughs> when you're wearing a helmet that's ugly for the stats. Nothing's really pushing the gameplay envelope. We definitely have some very good-looking games. Yeah, I don't think there was anything in Forbidden West that was, like, pushing the envelope. Not the way Returnal did. I feel like Returnal pushed a gameplay on a gameplay envelope, right? Ratchet pushed an experiential envelope of going seamless cutscene to cutscene. I think Elden Ring gameplay pushes an envelope with respect to open world. I think the combat is obviously very much it's very close to its brothers and sisters. 
You know, it's very close to Dark Souls 3, Demon Souls, and Sekiro. It's very close. And that's fine. I think that's okay. But I think the open world gameplay in Elden Ring, at the moment, I don't think, I think it's unmatched. I don't think you can have that experience in any other game. Find me a game right now. The only game, funny enough, the only game that comes close to this level of open world exploration, freedom, the sense of awe and mystery and the unknown, the only game that comes close is Breath of the Wild. There's no game out there right now with open world that like this. doesn't exist. It's not there. It simply isn't. I'm about 100 hours in. I've not died to clipping yet. <laughs> Got on my horse, dude, and my sword stabbed him. I don't know. Big Boss is consistently clipping through both the small room they're in and you, and literally just swiveling when they turn. Mouth's being totally uh, permeable to your gear. It's in your face often. See, I think part of the problem is you're spectating gameplay and not playing gameplay. I'll give you an example. So when I played Horizon Forbidden West, people in the audience were like, her hair is so distracting. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Why? They're not playing. They're they're staring at her hair. Right? So... When I was playing and I'm looking at the dyna the, the the machines and the world and I'm trying not to die, I'm not looking at her hair. So I think as a spectator, you're experiencing the game in an odd way. When you're playing the game, I don't see any of the stuff you're talking about. Why? I'm trying not to die. There's a dragon the size of four school buses. Like that's more important to me than do you believe it? His tail, his tail clips through the mountainside. No, I'm trying not to get lit on fire or eaten. So I think that's part of the problem is when you're spectating, man, you see everything. Like when I watched that guy beat Radon and take no damage, I was like, you know what? Frick you, bro. <laughs> you know what? Frick you, bro. Because all of a sudden I saw everything. I'm not playing. A $20 tip from Vengeance Elden Ring is my first From Software game. I always thought it wasn't a genre for me. Now I kind of want to go back and play Dark Souls. I had the most frustrating experience against Renala. I killed her, and her residual spell killed me. Had to redo the fight. <laughs> I am laughing because that is... That's par for the course. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. <laughs> Thank you for the $20 tip. Listen, if you guys are enjoying the show, and you're here throughout the week, consider doing a membership... We, th- that is a huge aspect of us continuing to do this because we've made some pretty big changes to our other pretty big channel and uh, we do not run ads a whole lot and I've been pretty transparent and honest about that if you're in a position 5 bucks a month as a member that adds up if a bunch of people do it so consider doing that if you're enjoying the show if you're not in a position to do a paid membership I understand especially with the state of things right now not everybody can chunk out you know that 5 bucks is that's your lunch okay <clears throat> If you can't do that, at least hit the like button. Make sure you're subscribed. You're here throughout the week. You can also support our various sponsors. I'm always wearing a shirt from 80s Tees. The glasses are from Gunner Optics and then Displate. And don't forget, coffee sales have slowed down a little bit. We went nuts in February. We plowed through the holiday blend, and the light roast and the dark roast are still available, and uh, you can use that coffee command. Those are all great ways to support what we do here. Eugene says, Derek, I'm with you. It's everywhere and it's constant. I mean, I won't sit here and say that Elden Ring 
and the Dark Souls games don't have pretty consistent rough edges and, you know, clipping. They certainly do. Oh, we already have. We already have a, a, a coffee sale for the day. Three light roasts to Matthew. Thank you so much. That was 20 minutes ago, right? Um, <laughs> okay. Every game has its own form of toxicity. Oh, for sure. I'll just quote you all back to yourselves when people said they saw zero problems on PC and PS5. Just because you don't notice it doesn't mean it's not there and it's not a problem. I I, I, I understand the point you're trying to make, but here, here's why it's a false equivalency. Frame timing problems and frame stutters actually have an effect on gameplay. Clipping does not. Now, clipping can if they clip through like a pillar. I, I've griped about that before. So, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like it's not a problem sometimes for gameplay, but it's a false equivalency because performance issues with frame stutters and frame timing is experientially breaking, potentially mechanically breaking to a fight with respect to enemy animations, damage output, and iframes. My sword clipping through my cape, that's subjective to you to think it's a problem. It's not game breaking. There's an objective reality to performance issues affecting gameplay. So that's kind of a false equivalency. Because if you value clipping to that degree, you know what the problem is? You can play almost no game. You, you have to claim that every game is breaking immersion with clipping issues. Oh, games that allow you this level of customization, they have clipping. It happens. Your sword clips through your shield on your back, right? Your, your cape... Your cape, you know, elements of your armor clip through your cape. I've, I don't know if I've ever played a game where I'm like, well, by golly, there's no clipping in this game. Isn't that amazing? Y- you know what I mean? So you, you, that's the challenge is if you're going to make that a standard, it's like, well, that's a, that's a huge problem. It's a huge mark against the game. Okay. Find me a game with this level of customization where there's no clipping. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can. I'm amazed that people care about other people's opinions on video games. Play it uh, if you or don't. The choice is yours. Well, obviously, I think in life we look for people who think the way that we think and we rally together. And that's how that's how friendships and communities are formed. And when other people come along and say, we don't like that thing that you guys like, it, it creates, you know, it creates disagreements, disputes, fights, etc. Rocket League... You know, it's funny. I was just getting ready to say, I bet games that work in the mechanical realm have less of this problem. Like if it's like a mech game where you can like adjust what your machine parts look like, there's less, there's less interaction between the various parts. Cause it's a, it's a, in that case, it's a car. I was actually going to make that caveat. I'd be like, I bet you the games that don't struggle with this, you know, imagine a game where you're like Iron Man and you're adjusting Iron Man's armor and there's all these different combinations of what his armor can look like. Well, there's probably not very, very, there's probably very little clipping because the way the machinery and the met- metallic sort of build, they don't interact with each other nearly as much. I bet you if you threw a cape on Iron Man, it would. <laughs> I've not once argued that it breaks the game or ruins a fight. I've said fastly only said it looks crappy, like the artistic decision to make the NPCs animated like mannequins. Right. This is what I think it comes down to. The goal of the game is being supported by their decisions. That's why I don't make a huge issue out of it. And I'm going to give you plenty of examples right now. 
So if there's a game where dialogue, dialogue trees, character development, and narrative, if those are incredibly important, then they have to make artistic decisions to support that. I'll give you examples of what should be prized. Good writing, good voice acting, good mocap, good character design, good direction, good chemistry between characters. Like All of these things need to be supporting that decision. And when I play Elden Ring, I don't expect a narrative character-driven game. I don't. That's not that's not the kind of game. Now, I do expect the cutscenes to be stellar because of what I've seen from the trailers and what I've experienced in the game. The cutscenes are stellar and amazing. They're fantastic, okay? So, that's why I don't I don't take issue with it. The clipping when I'm on my mount or an NPC's mouth not moving in line with the voices in the voice acting. The reason I don't take issue with that is because it's not it's not a detriment to a goal of the game. If you were playing, you know, Horizon Forbidden West and you walked up to somebody and they were like, Welcome to my shop. I'm so glad you're here. We have plenty of things for you to eye. You'd be like, what is this? Ventriloquist hour? The frick's going on? Right? What is going on? It would it would be it would be lacking in a way of supporting a decision the game has. The decision the game has is characters that you meet you get backstory on, you care about, you run side quests for, it makes the world seem alive and real. Well, that's not it's not a that's not a goal of Elden Ring. That's not the goal. So, I would judge artistic decisions and artistic direction against that backdrop. Is this meant to support the game? Is it? Cuz that's when you would critique it. Like uh like sound design in Returnal. I'm not going to get gripey if when we play Tunic this week, if you guys haven't seen Tunic, it looks phenomenal. I'm not going to get complaining to be like, you know, the lack of spatial sound and 3D audio in Tunic is a serious detriment to the game's design. Look at Returnal as an example of a game with wonderful sound. No, why? Because the 3D audio in Returnal is part and parcel to the goal of the game to create incredibly intense moments of fear, foreboding, and combat, and Tunic doesn't need to do that. Do you, under, do you see? Like, I think that's the dilemma. The artistic decision needs to support the goal of the game and if you're trying to hold it to a standard that other games hit my question would be those other games are hitting it why what's their goal it's interesting that the lack of story and character development is being used here as a defense of the game's quality so every game you've ever played has the exact same quality substance of character development and storytelling and therefore they're all judged against that backdrop so like like really really old Nintendo games or even games now that lack in super deep storytelling and building when that's lacking you always universally judge those games against that backdrop every game has to be as good as Ghost of Tsushima or Hellblade with respect to character building storytelling narrative development come on that's ludicrous that's ludicrous you don't even judge TV shows and movies that way There's a giant difference between the character arc development in Breaking Bad and when I sit down and watch Bumblebee. You're putting words in my mouth again, bro? Well, the premise being lack of story and character is being used to defend uh, against the game's game's quality. And I'm simply saying 
lack of character and story is part and parcel to the game's goal and aims. There, every game has different aims. You stated it passively as if lack of story and narrative was a detriment to the game. You're, you can't act like that wasn't baked into what you stated. It was certainly baked in. I'm not putting words in your mouth. The way you phrase that, a lack of story and a lack of character, is your, you, were, you were couching it as a negative thing. And if it's a negative thing, then it's universally a negative thing. Plenty of games lack character development, story, and in-depth uh, dialogue. Plenty of games lack that. Not every game is The Witcher 3. Not every game is Ghost of Tsushima. And we don't judge those games against the backdrop of more laid-back games, do we? You wouldn't go to The Witcher 3 and be like, you know, I just, I really wish there was less dialogue. I just like to play a game and get into sword fights. I'm just looking for hack and slash. Well, if somebody said that, people would be like, bro, you're judging The Witcher 3 against an aim that it didn't set out to be. So if you judge Elden Ring against like graphical fidelity expectations or uh, voice acting or NPC fidelity or fluidity, if you're judging it against those expectations, it's like they didn't, that's not what they set out to do. To the same degree that like Witcher 3 didn't want to give you a very basic quest driven hack and slash, Elden Ring didn't want to give you a super in-depth, immersive, oh, the characters look so real, photorealistic story do you see like it all comes down to the aim the goal and that's why I think so many people I'm like bro Elden Ring's not for you if clipping in the graphics lack of NPC mouth movement and difficulty if these are barriers of entry for you then this game wasn't isn't built for you I was pointing out the hype machine wants to say that almost non-existent story character dev is a positive it doesn't have to be a negative I didn't say it was a positive I said that it wasn't a goal. So there's a difference between saying, oh, the lack of story here is a huge positive, and saying, well, the lack of story is a character trait of the game. It's a goal. that Like, they don't set out to give you the experience that, like, Aloy has when you meet a vendor, and they look real, and they're telling you about how hard their day has been, and then they give you a side quest, right? Elden Ring is not setting out to do that, and that, therefore, then, is just an identity marker of the game. Of course the NPCs are more static and less dynamic. Of course the NPCs are more wooden and mannequin-esque. Why? They're props. They're not meant to be true dynamic realistic like elements in the game their their way of telling story is more cryptic it's more mysterious it's more hidden in plain sight it's just a different style you have to decide whether or not you like that style I'll be honest with you that is one of the elements of the game that I both like and dislike for different reasons I would love to be able to like man (laughs) this story seems cool these characters seem neat you know, a little nudge here and there would be nice. But I get why they don't do that. They want it to feel like genuine discovery. So I like and dislike elements of how they deliver the story. I do. I think there's good and bad in there because it's unique, but it can also be like, bro, I would have loved to have been able to find this a little bit more easily. <laughs> like, I would have loved this to be a little bit more in front of me. Then maybe, you know, some bread, some, maybe, maybe make the breadcrumbs a little bit bigger. You can breadcrumb me but maybe make the breadcrumbs a little slightly bigger. Uh, Valiant, just to play devil's advocate, who decides what the game sets out to do? Are we basing it on the devs have said or just assuming based on 
if it does it well versus poorly. I think you can infer from the results. So I can infer from The Witcher 3 that CD Projekt Red really prided itself on slow character development, dialogue, and methodical storytelling. Why? They didn't say that to me. I infer it from the game. I think that's fair. I think it's fair that Breath of the Wild prided itself on more mystery, more adventure, more a sense of just go out and discover. Like a sense of dynamic discovery. Why? I'm inferring it from the game's design. It'd be like inferring from someone's painting that they like the color red. Well, how do you know that? Look at the painting. It's mostly red, right? I just think that when NPCs look better in a game like Fallout 4, for example, it's funny to see this in a game in 2022. Well, that's entirely subjective, and I don't agree with you. I don't think the the characters in Fallout 4 look better. I think there's a stylistic difference. Like, go and look at the guy that, like, works on my swords at the round table. Go and look at the the girl uh, or the knight in the tower that I, I'm sorry, knight at the round table that I talked to. Or look at the, the, the monk with the blindfold. I think they look awesome. I, I, I do. I think, I think that Fallout 4 certainly has its own style, but I don't think they look better. There's elements of the characters in Fallout that look pretty bad, honestly. You know what I'm saying? I think that just comes down to subjective art direction. The art direction of these games, they're very macabre. They're very... There's a... There's a... There's a... I don't even know how to describe it other than saying they're very macabre and dark and dreary. Is that valid logic? It's charitable, but also inference is subjective, which is probably why this discussion gets heated because what you feel is inferred may vary to someone else. Right, but valiant i think it's quite reasonable to say did elden ring set out to have the npcs be main functions of the storytelling with realism and you know emotion capture no i don't think so i don't think that you i that like i think it's fair to say that wasn't a prominent goal why because it's not in the game like how much dialogue is there you'd have to add that up how much of the dialogue gives you genuine choice and genuine options? It's it's very it's very minuscule in comparison. So I do think you can look at a game quantitatively and say, how often is this taking place? How is it executed? And then you can infer and say, this wasn't really a primary goal. What's more prominent in Elden Ring? Discovery, bosses, challenging combat, mysterious areas, secrets. RPG elements of like build, finding items, leveling your character. Like, I, I, it doesn't seem, it, there's nothing in this game that communicates to me, or previous from software games for that matter, where like that's going to be like a super prominent thing. Because think about it, like even in Sekiro, Sekiro was probably the most story driven one in the bunch. Even in Sekiro, there was an art decision made. I think the characters look phenomenal in Sekiro, but the cutscenes don't have that like hyper realistic, like the emotion capture in God of War and Forbidden West. Like that's not going to be in every game. Why? 
if you look at the characteristics of those games, you have a small cast, a, a small and contained cast of characters, and you have constant narration. God of War and Forbidden West is constantly talking from from in between Atreus and 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 Kratos and Kratos and 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 uh, Aloy. Constant narration, constant scenes where their frustrations and their tensions and their emotions are right there. Then you play Elden Ring, it's like, you find some weird guy in a barrel, he's like, please don't kill me, I have a medallion, give it to so-and-so, and like, that's pretty much it. Well, that's very different in the storytelling mechanic world, like, they're very different. So I think it's fair to say, yeah, the storytelling and the characters in this are not the prominent aim and goal. They're there, they're supporting, but they're not center stage. Kratos and Atreus and, 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 and Aloy and all the characters they interact with, they are center stage. They are significant. I mean, just look at the money they spent and I think you can infer the goal, right? How much money was spent having, having the two actors in the leotards and the motion cap running around a room. You, you, you see any of the behind the scenes on God of War? Right there is your proof of what they prize and what they prioritize. What kind of a budget do you think that the Elden Ring spent on mocap and these cutscenes? In comparison. I'm not saying you're necessarily wrong. Just trying to bridge the gap a little between the two sides because I don't really have a side here. No, I knew what you were doing. And I'm trying to show people that... Oftentimes, you cannot completely throw out how the game was built from a respect of like budget, art direction, and the goals of the developers, and be like, "Yeah, well, it doesn't have these things, so therefore it's it's dated or it's bad, or it doesn't deserve ten out of ten. It doesn't deserve game of the year. Why? Well, because I expect games to have next gen graphics, very realistic moving and looking NPCs." Um, and, and better tightness in the graphics you know there's clipping or you know there's performance issues graphical fidelity is not quite photorealistic if those are the measures of games and what makes them good or not then very few games would ever win game of the year if you don't mind NPCs with frozen mannequin faces that's cool it doesn't impact the combat but it still looks dumb right and I think the length the depth at which it looks dumb depends on what game it lands in. And a great example is Horizon Zero Dawn. I think Horizon Zero Dawn is a game where they they they, they had greatness in the character design, but then when you would be in the cutscenes, they would be very like wooden and mannequin. It was one of the primary criticisms of that game. Now, why is that criticism more severe in that game? Because you're constantly in cutscenes and dialogue trees with NPCs. That's, it's so rare in Elden Ring. It's maybe a minute or two of your play session where a guy's just kind of standing there talking to you and you're like, okay, cool. And then 80%, 90% of the rest of your day, you're not doing that. Yo, thank you, MRI guy, for four months of membership. Elden Ring's good. Haters gonna hate. Welcome back. Mass Effect was the same way. Yes, like when that's the centerpiece of the game, it's far more felt and severe when the characters look wooden or mannequin. We play Elden Ring, you probably can't even add up to, what, 30 to 45 minutes worth of dialogue in this game, if you add it all up. I mean, when you're, like, talking to the NPCs. 
if you added it all up, it probably falls short of an hour. If you add it all up from like Witcher 3 or Forbidden West or Zero Dawn, my gosh, it can be half of a play session. It can be it can be half of a play session. The dialogue is so exhaustive. It's good and well written too. I think that was one of the greatest things about Zero Dawn. I actually think Zero Dawn made up for the lack of facial animations with just really well written good dialogue. Like the characters are interesting. Distorted says the toxicity is in humans in general. It's not gaming. Gaming is just an avenue to express it. Just like social media forms and the internet as a whole, mostly because it's not in person. Yeah, if you guys want to kind of vote on the poll, I'm kind of postulating this morning that like for a lot of people, Elden Ring is not for you. And the Elden Ring toxicity, is it unique to the community or a common theme in gaming? Distorted is like it's actually a common theme in humans. Um... Elden Ring seems to have a community of haters, unjustly so. Let's look at this from both sides for a second. Alright, because if I come through Derek, he's in chat today, he's my brother, and he's being he's being critical of the game, right? He's like, I, I think some of this stuff just looks bad, or dumb, or, you know, the, the phrase, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he says the facial, the lack of facial expressions looks dumb, he thinks the clipping is distracting, he thinks the graphics are dated. These are things he said this morning, Okay. Now, if I come through him and I try and understand why he's being harsh, or maybe I feel like he's being maybe critical or nitpicky or whatever, do you want to know why he probably is doing that? Do you want to know why he and many other people are doing that? Because it's been one of the most anticipated, most talked about, most covered games for the last... It, it, for the last two years, it's won most anticipated game, and for the last six months, it's been the most covered game in existence. Okay? Super super hyped up game so somebody comes to the game and they're like alright let's see what this game's got to offer man everybody's going crazy about this game and if maybe you're less familiar with From Software games you're like I don't understand what this game's this game's art direction's a little dated the NPCs don't they, they, the NPCs kind of look a little dated and there's a lot of clipping I, I heard there's even performance issues with frame rate why is this why is this game being hailed as almost being like messianic, like the second coming of the savior or something? Like, why is this game being talked about like this, right? So, that's that side. If you're trying to understand and empathize and sympathize why some people are being what seems to you like they're being overly critical, that's why. They're like, I don't get it. Here's why they don't get it. Let's come from the other side. To the people that have been playing from software games, to the people that have been playing Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Bloodborne, and Sekiro, this is a work of art. This is the game they've been waiting for. They're like, oh my gosh, it's finally here, and it's amazing. It delivers on so many levels that they look at those things and they're like, those things don't really matter. The games have always kind of had some clipping. The games have never really been big about NPCs and photorealism. The art style's always been kind of like this. This game's beautiful. If you compare it to Dark Souls 3, it's oh, it's great. And that's why both sides aren't really understanding each other. Because, like, you're showing up late to the party, and you don't understand why everybody's so excited. You're like, I, I don't get it. The music, I, I feel like I've heard music that's better than this. I feel like I've been to parties that are better than this. And the other people that have been there for a while, like, bro, we've been waiting for this. This is so great. Both sides have that bias lean that's causing the, the split. 
only criticizing the game's looks based on what it looks like. Now, combat-wise, I'd need to watch other play styles. The endless roly-poly looks trash to me. I'm guessing people play differently. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guys that are super hyper-finesse use parries. They use jump. Um, I get I get stubborn, kind of one-dimensional, a lot of rolling. Now, there are people that criticize from software games for that, with the exception of Sekiro. That's a common complaint, is that you're just constantly rolling around on the ground. It's, it, it looks and feels kind of chintzy silly. You have a blade, you know, the size of a car door, and you have a boss the size of an elephant, and you're just like, let me roll on the ground. Roll, roll on the ground. Roll on the ground. It does. It does. It looks silly, but it's, it's, it's part and parcel to the From Software format at this point. Harry says, Our design of a game is far superior to the others. So much more diversity in enemies and areas, but the graphics and the actual experience is not up to par for 2022. I, I, the reason I don't agree with that is I, th- I don't think we can expect every game to be photorealistic, mind-blowing. I don't. You're not going to do that with other games. Are you going to do that with Tunic? Are you? Is anybody going to do that with Tunic? No, why? Because you're like, well, it's cartoony art style. If Hades has a sequel and the graphics basically stay the same, is anybody going to do that with Hades? No, why? Well, it's art direction. But the minute you're in a 3D world with, like, trees and grass, everyone's like, it, it better be photorealistic or it looks bad. And I'm like, well, I don't understand that. Why can't open-world games have an art style that does look like this? More macabre, more like a drab, dark, disturbing painting than, like, a realistic place. Like, a real world. You know what I mean? And it's hard because it's, like, rooted in reality. There's a, you're, a, you're a knight. You're a human. You've got a, you're riding around on, a, on an actual animal. You know what I mean? I get it. I get it. But I don't think we can always say, well, they're not, a, they're not up to par. Well, why? What's par? What, what, what's, what, what would be the level? What is the bar? I can't see Link's nose hairs. <laughs> If they want real life, go outside and touch grass. <laughs> if you're enjoying today's show, do me a favor. Really strong turnout. We just hit 200 likes. Do me a favor. Let's try to hit 300 likes as fast as possible. Vote on the poll. Do you think the toxicity Elden Ring is not for you is sort of my premise. I think a lot of the criticism that people have made about the game being too hard or inaccessible, I just don't think the game is for them. And I think it's justifiable to a certain degree for people to get defensive of the game and say, we have waited for this game for a really long time. Quit poo-pooing it. You haven't touched these games before. There's a reason. They're not made for you, right? It would be like me finally playing, you know, Forza Horizon 9 and finally getting into a driving game and be like, I just don't like it. It's bad. And people be like, are you kidding me? We love these games. It's not made for you. You don't like driving games. Why would you play it and expect it to be enjoyable? I think some people have done that with Elden Ring. And if you want to talk in chat, you do need to be a subscriber. We cover a variety of gaming news topics on this channel Monday through Friday. Elden Ring is one of the games we consistently cover. Um, but we got new news that'll be breaking very soon. We've got Tunic this week that we definitely want to play and try out. So if you like variety gaming coverage, if you like From Software games, every Friday's From Friday. We're dedicated to covering this game and, and From Software titles with a regularity and continuing to play through Elden Ring. So make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button. I am safe for work. I, I swore a couple times on Friday. I wish I wouldn't have. I'm trying not to swear when I play Elden Ring, but it is really hard. I dropped a couple BSs. I try not to do that. So you can subscribe in confidence and show up throughout the week and not worry about that, especially when I'm doing the talk show. 
Corey says, it's not a criticism of art direction, but the overall graphics in the game are bad, like very bad. Textures, character models, everything is well below what we would criticize other games for. Okay, so you've asserted that they're bad, and then you supported your assertion by just asserting the same thing with different words. You're just saying it's all bad. Okay, you need to substantiate that. What makes the graphics bad? What? Because I can pull up, I can pull up high definition images, well, not even high definition images, just screen grabs that I think prove you wrong. Like right from the game, ripped right from the game, intricacy and armor design, like environmental effects behind me, uh, things like the castles, the enemies. I, I'm going to pull up a bunch of pictures right now, pulled right from the game. And I, I'm going to genuinely posit the question that what do you see that's objectively bad? You're speaking, you're speaking in, in, in objective generalities. The, 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 this game is, is bad. The graphics are bad. The character design is bad. All right. So here, let me, let me pull up a couple of images I took when playing the game. And we're just, we're just going to, we're just going to ask the question. Hang on. Some of these are, I don't know why it's zoomed in like that. Is that a smaller one? Yeah. For some reason, this one, this one is not, I don't know. Hang on. Let me close a couple tabs here. We'll just look at this is probably one of the better ones. I think just really to just really ask the question. That's a screen. That's just a screenshot right from my game. I turn the camera around. There's no photo mode in this game. This has not been touched up or anything. This is literally a print screen, right from the game. What what about this is so objectively bad? I, I don't I don't see what people are talking about. The intricacy in the castle design, the the sky, the clouds, the even the thing hanging down in the corner, like the flowing cloth in the wind. My character, the, the intricacy on his armor and his helmet. I don't I don't see it. And this is the PS4 version, by the way. I don't see what people are talking about. This is the PS4 version. I'm gonna zoom in. Obviously, zooming blurs a little bit. Look at the look at the intricacies in the armor design. I d- I don't understand. I I don't I like because like you said where things are now that this is just bad. How we would judge other games? What game has armor that is like blowing this out of the water? What medieval? Go to this art style. What game right now in a medieval setting with this with this kind of armor and intricacies of the armor with with cloth and everything? Like, what what game is blowing this out of the water? Where you'd be like, this is the this is the archetype, and Elden Ring just falls below that. You're talking about graphical performance, heat, but no fuzzy. No, try to stay up with what's happening. I took specific issue with somebody saying the character design, the textures, they're all, it's all bad. What the frick are you talking about? What, the, what game are you playing? That's my question. What game are you playing right now where the armor design, the world design is just knocking this right off the table? Yeah, this isn't even up to snuff right now. Like, what game are you playing? To be fair, this does pretty much like current mods in Skyrim, but current mods in Skyrim are doing 
as much as they can to push the 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 armor, the graphics, and everything to as high as freaking possible. The chat's reactions to what I've said isn't much to dispel my perception that from fans can't listen to criticism and once more, I'm not expecting it to look photorealistic. With respect, Derek, you haven't made criticisms. You've made subjective complaints. Criticisms would be like, the game runs poorly. That's a valid criticism with the performance of the frame rate. A criticism would be like, um... The, the combat systems don't run well or the, you know, the, the RPG elements don't function well, but being like, I think the graphics are bad or I think the clipping is bad. Those are just subjective complaints. There's nothing about your criticism that has risen to some highbrow level of video game criticism. Like that, that, that from software fans are like, I just can't listen to this. They're just dismissing subjective opinion, which you're kind of doing the same thing, are you not? I'm playing the game and saying, I think it looks great. I think it looks great. And you're like, yeah, well, I, I don't think so. I think this. Like, what are I, I don't understand. So you expect from software fans, fans that are like diehard fans of, of, of Souls games, to just swallow hook, line, and sinker, you being like, the graphics are bad and there's clipping? The game constantly clips and the NPCs look like dolls isn't subjective. You saying that it's a bad thing is subjective. Every game that... and, And see, you've not answered me. Nobody in chat that's brought up clipping has answered me. I await your reply. What game with this level of customization does not have clipping? The silence to this questioning has been deafening. Tell me. What game have you played with this level of customization that doesn't have clipping? Your sword going through your shield, stuff poking through your cape. I want to know what game has achieved the archetype of 3D open world dimensional design where everything you put on your character interacts independent with each other. What game is it? I would love to see it. God of War, you think God of War doesn't have clipping? <laughs> God of War has clipping. I, I just recently played it. His axe clips through things sometimes. Yeah, God of War has customization. Quite a bit, actually. Quite a bit, actually. Can't name any other games this massive. Can't think of anything right now. Again, the long outfits literally fall directly through the whole horse. That's a non-response. Did Assassin's Creed Valhalla have shield cape weapon clipping? Yeah, every time I played Assassin's Creed, there's clipping. I played uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla. And what happens when you customize your character? Their weapons and their clothing clip through stuff. It happens all the time. Plenty of games have clipping, but I can't think of one that has it to this degree. I, I don't see it as happening more in this game than any other game I've played. I just, I think when you get to the level of millions of permutations of customization, there's clipping. You've got all the different armor. You've got the literal millions of fraction of movement points that the player makes that like, it's going to cause things to clip. It will. 
again, it's subjective to be like, well, in this game, I feel like it's happening more, and it's it's significantly worse and really bad. And I'm like, well, in other games, why is it okay? I, I, I bet you 10 bucks, primarily what would make it okay in other games. You're not watching, you're playing, and you're having fun. Like, who gives a crap if your shield's poking, th- if your sword's poking through your shield, if you're loving Breath of the Wild or Assassin's Creed? You're not gonna, you're not gonna make that a criticism. You're not gonna look at people that are loving the game or enjoying the game and be like, yeah, but the clipping, bro. Like, got it. We don't care coming through loud and clear. I'll just reiterate that I'm glad people enjoy a huge game they've waited years for. And I've got it. You can't give me an example of games that have this level of customization that don't have clipping, and therefore that makes your criticism incredibly weak because you will only use it when it's convenient for your take, which is comp- entirely suspect. When when do you utilize this clipping argument? You don't. You wouldn't use it in a game you enjoy, which makes it a very irrelevant and weakened criticism. If you're only using the criticism for a game that you have some sort of, you know, a bias and a predisposition to not like, or whatever the case may be, you're not doing it for other games. Like, are there other games where, like, you play it, and then you voice that criticism? You're like, yeah, but the clipping really hurts it. The reason I'm pressing against this is, we commonly make criticisms as if the ideal exists, which is a problem. Like... Acting like the clipping is so bad in Elden Ring, and when I posit a very simple question, show me a game with this level of customization that doesn't have clipping, and you can't give me an example. Why? Because it's part and parcel to game design at this level right now. You you give the player all the different armor and weapons and different things they can combine, and what's going to happen? Clipping. That, that that's, that's in games the reason you can't find a game that doesn't do it is because that's in games and that's why it makes the criticism weak because the, the, the criticism presumes an ideal clipping shouldn't happen right that's the ideal that you're, you, that you're critiquing against that backdrop like clipping shouldn't happen it's happening therefore this game that's a bad element of this game that should take away from the hype that should take away from the you know the, the, the 10 out of 10 scores or whatever and and I and I, I've always done this with games I'm like well tell me the ideal game that you you apparently have imagined well where is it is it out there somewhere I always did this when I talked about destiny I'm like you're arguing against an ideal where's the ideal where does it exist what what game is doing this? What what game? And they're always like, well, I, well you know, and then they could never think of one. And we could talk about the um, that you guys could talk about. The, we could talk about the graphics, right? How many open world games right now in a medieval context with the armor and the weapons in uh, in Elden Ring? How many games right now are achieving that high level of graphical fidelity? Where are they? Where are the games that you're apparently imagining this game should have hit that that level, that ideal? Where are those games? I probably will wait just like I'm waiting right now for, for an example. Four months from Siege Master. I'm going to let my message clip into chat to say that I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> Thank you, Siege Master. I've never said other games have zero clipping. Can't give an example of a game with no clipping because that's impossible. Be hard-pressed to find any recent AAA game with clipping to this degree. 
Well, and again, then you'd have to really, you'd have to do like side-by-sides comparison. You know what I mean? You'd have to do like side-by-side comparisons of games that do similar things. So like, there's horse riding in Assassin's Creed games, is there not? You know, does the clothing, does the cloth, does the weaponry and all that, does it clip through uh, the horse to the same degree uh, that there was clipping in this? Expecting your cape to not literally fall through your ghost horse is not unreasonable. Right, right. And, and okay, you're saying that's not unreasonable, and I'm saying, does that automatically then mean like this game's clipping is significantly worse than other games? I've played plenty of games, and I've always felt this way. Man, my character looks awesome, but then I'm in a cutscene, and, and there's weird clipping going on. That happened in Ghost of Tsushima numerous times. I'm like, bro, my armor looks so dope. Why is my sword doing that? It happens, and it's like, I've never played a game and not felt that awkward moment where, like, something's like, like, wonky clipping. And that's why when people bring it up in this game, I'm like, what the frick? That's in, like, every game. It becomes a meme sometimes. It becomes something you screenshot and laugh at. I can't remember. Didn't you think the original Halo Infinite trailer looked fine? No. We covered the original Halo Infinite trailer, old soul, and I was like, what the frick was that? I was very unimpressed. Did you not watch my live coverage of that? I was really harsh. I was like, that seems so bland. Yeah, Cyberpunk was pretty bad. <laughs> Cyberpunk always gets brought up in the graphics discussions. Poor Cyberpunk. <laughs> we don't have the ideal game for graphical fidelity and clipping, but we certainly have the greatest example of a game that just looked real bad <laughs> and ran real bad, like poor Cyberpunk. I did, but I'm old and forget things. Yeah, I'm fairly certain that that content is still... Well, we might have covered that on the other channel. We've unlisted a lot of that stuff. I'm fairly certain that when we covered that live, I remember the audience was annoyed with me because I was like, bro, that was so boring and bland. And the Halo fans were like, it looked fine to me. It looked like more Halo. And I'm like, no, I think it looked bad. Because I remember when they delayed it, I remember being like, I told you guys there was something off with that freaking trailer. I was like, something was wrong. (laughs) we call out the popping on Halo there was a lot about that Halo trailer that we were like we were all kind of like huh my line hasn't even touched on how the clipping impacts combat that crap gets really hairy really fast well and I I I conceded that point a little bit ago Be, be fair to me be fair to me I conceded that point I've consistently complained about clipping in combat in FromSoft games Getting hit through walls and pillars, I that drives me freaking nuts. Because if a pillar can block a projectile, it should be able to block their dadgum sword. I can't go swinging through walls. My 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 sword goes bink and hits off the wall. And the enemies are like, yeah, no, walls don't exist for me. You get in those like tight corridors and dungeons and stuff, and your sword like dink hits the wall. Enemies enemies seem completely unaffected. I have I've con- I, I'll concede that. And I've consistently criticized that. If I'm going to hit the wall, then the enemy should hit the wall. Big time. No question. Clipping in combat is completely unacceptable. Yeah, I'm not going to defend that. 
we were on the graphics lane and people were talking about textures, character design, and clipping. Those were like the three big things getting thrown out. And I was like, character design is an art decision. I think the characters look great within this context. There are some weird, macabre, twisted-looking characters in this, and I think they look dope. And I think when I showed the armor, it's like, the armor intricacy in this is excellent. It looks very good. The, the, the world design, the castles, the trees, the lighting, it all looks very, very good. Clipping in the, in the graphical realm, I was like, come on, you're overstating this. Clipping in combat? Get the frick out of here. That shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be happening. Listen, if you've watched my gameplay, I'm one of the more critical people out there right now playing this game. A lot of people shrug and they're like, well, it's from software game. And I'm like, no, I think the Radon fight's full of cheese. I don't, you can show me a level one wretch beating Radon and never getting hit. That's not the question. That's never the question. There's always these guys that have ascended to godlike greatness in these games that can roll through every boss and, 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 and like dance around like a ballerina and not ever get hit. I took issue with some of the design choices in the Radon fight. I am not, I am not beyond criticizing this game. Similarly to things I used to say about, you know, games that I, the game that I used to cover, make good criticisms, right? Like, you want to talk about graphics? Like, that's, I tell it, that's just a screenshot from my game. The PS4 version. That's the PS4 version, just a print screen screenshot. No Photoshop, nothing. And and people acting like, well, that's just, it's just really not up to 2022 standards. I'm like, what are you, what? What are you talking about? What do you, what do you mean? Uh, Distorted says, Eugene, the enemy's weapons don't hit walls and surfaces so that you can use the environment to cheese litter everything. It's the right decision. Well, yeah, I don't agree with that. No, I don't I don't agree with that. I agree with Eugene. I think allowing enemies to hit you through pillars and walls so that players can't quote unquote cheese stuff. I don't, I don't think it's a very strong argument. You got him in 3. He was easier than Godric for me. Paired with the combat clipping, it's not unfair to think that fans just ignore things that other games would be uh, crucified for. Here's what I was trying to do, Eugene. Here's what I was attempting to do. A game should be critiqued against its goals and its aims. If I sit down and tell you, I'm going to teach you how to bake a cake, and you get angry because I didn't teach you how to make icing, it might sound like a valid criticism. Lono, you didn't really teach us how to make icing. That's part of baking a cake. And I'm like, I understand that, but that's not what I told you I was going to do. I think that's what happens a lot of the times in the criticisms about this game. You're getting hung up on the icing, and it's like they never set out to do that thing that you're critiquing. They never set out to make the NPCs and the interaction with them to be at a level of like strong, narrative-driven, super realistic, mouth-moving, great mocap. They didn't set out to do that. So when you critique that, you're you're basically saying you didn't you didn't do this thing that you really didn't even set out to do to begin with. That's what I was trying to do. I think we have to slice. That's why today's stream is literally Elden Ring is not for you. I watched a guy's video last night 
it had a pretty good amount of views and he just sat there and dogged on the game and you know what 75% easy easy that about 75% of his criticism was just pure personal preference being propped up as like video game criticism review critique and I'm like that's just your preference I get hung up on a lot of these games I still play them and love them and I talk crap about them equally Shouldn't we be holding AAA games to 2022 to a certain standard? What standard is that, old soul? I'm, 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 like, I'm genuinely curious where these standards, where, where they come from. Was his name Michael Does Life? No, Michael Does Life is a meme, and if people haven't caught on to the fact that he's a meme, like, good for him. He, he is literally a character. He's, he's, he's made a, a massive, massive, probably amount of viewership gain, sub game, and probably money by literally being a character that hates and craps on everything. And then he says, oh, I was wrong, and he plays it. And then he comes back and he's like, no, I was wrong again. I mean, how many times is he going to be wrong? It's a meme at this point. He's a character. Like, I kind of respect the hustle. People are totally falling for it. It honestly sounds a bit weak to say we aren't even trying to make that part look good. You can shrug off a lot of critiques by saying that's not the goal. But that's not what I'm doing. I think that's too reductionist. I'm not saying that they say, we're not going to try to make it look good. They say, this is sort of the level that we strive for in these certain instances. So like an NPC's facial movements. They're like, this is the level that we find acceptable. They're not shrugging and being lazy and being like, it's okay for that to look bad. No, they're saying... Right here is the line. That's fine. Does their mouth move? Yeah. Do they kind of move around a little bit? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. They're not going for the Witcher 3 or the Horizon Forbidden West style of storytelling, and therefore, the line is different, I think. It's kind of like when you watch an action movie, okay? You don't expect the drama and the character development to be at an Oscar winning level you simply don't like a best acting performance like Oscar winning performance those are what they're probably 90% of the time in a drama like a serious film why because there's a depth and a height that they strive for in those types of movies because it supports the style when you watch a comedy or an action movie there's a difference in how high and low they're going to go on the emotional spectrum, on the on the the depth of like character analysis and dialogue. Why? It, it, because it doesn't have to hit the same level ten that you got from like Tom Hanks in Saving Private Ryan. We don't need that from Ben Stiller in Tropic Thunder. Why? It's not that it it doesn't it wouldn't support the movie. It would detract from it. It'd be like, this seems so out of place. And that's why I think they can hit a 7 out of 10 on character design and facial movement. Why? It's not super important to the way they tell the story. Like, I don't watch Tropic Thunder and say, you know, it was a great movie, but my gosh, like, there just wasn't enough serious emotional dives with the main character. I really didn't get to empathize or sympathize with him as a person. What do, what do you mean? It's 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 a comedy. Now, if you would have watched Saving Private Ryan and they would have had the same 30,000 feet 
very superfluous, tenuous, zero real good character development, it wouldn't have been a very good movie because you wouldn't have cared about anybody or anything that happened to them. We're going to get into that this afternoon because me and 30 and so gaming over on Reforge Radio are going to give a like a review of the entire Star Wars franchise. And I watched a guy break down the prequels and he got on that. And I was like, that's exactly why these movies are so bad because you don't care about anybody. Why? Because it's all up here. Plot plan, plot plan. Here's the plot of the movie. Here's the plan. The characters are planning. The characters are talking about the plan. The characters are talking about the plot. And when that guy broke that down, I was like, that's exactly why no one gives a frick when Qui-Gon dies. So we're breaking that down this afternoon. We want to talk about growing up with Star Wars, the prequels, the latest movies, and the TV shows. Like, what's it felt like as the franchise has developed? And I'm telling you, that's where I look at these games and I think, why are you taking issue with the character design and the NPCs? That's that's not a supporting element to the, how these games tell their stories. They're, 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 they're mysterious. You gotta find clues. You gotta read stuff. Rather than sit and have a character say, Welcome to my humble abode. Allow me to tell you the story about where this scar on my face came from. And he goes into this elaborate story about how his wife betrayed him, and now she's this witch in the forest that you have to go kill. Well, if the game is driven by the characters, their motivations, their fears, and their desires, then you need that to support that. But that's not how this game tells its story, and therefore, it doesn't need to hit that level of character and NPC design. That's how I look at it. I'm not brushing it off and saying, it's okay for it to be bad. I'm saying, the height at which the character design hits, it doesn't need to hit as high. Just like you don't need Ben Stiller to put on an Oscar-winning dramatic performance in Tropic Thunder. You don't need it. Why? It's not how you tell that story. And to critique his movie and say that, you would sound, you would sound silly. But in video games... This is something that I think has happened. We've conflated high-level fidelity, like real graphics, really real good-looking characters and all that, real good-looking like facial animations. We've conflated that with good art direction. Because you can have a beautiful game with great mocap and great characters, and the art direction can be crap. It can look, it can, it, it can just be so blasé and have like no identity. It's just, it's just one more photorealistic game. How many photorealistic first person shooters can you play? And you know what I'm talking about. Who cares that the plant life looks real and the light cascading through the trees looks amazing and the water ripples and the light refractions are just blowing your mind and the guy in front of you turns around and there's beads of sweat and he's like he's like freaking out. How many first person shooter games can you play with that level of photorealism and you're like but I, the, the art direction is so samey, so similar. I played this game before. You th- like High fidelity character graphics and world design and like plant life and all that. It doesn't make a bad game good and, and it certainly doesn't make a good game bad if like the, the character design or the, the level of those things isn't hitting a 10. <clears throat> I won't be satisfied with Elden Ring until it looks like Forza Horizon 5. Star Wars discussion on radio, that sounds good. I was so excited for Boba Fett and was so terribly disappointed. Yeah, I want to talk about Boba Fett. I do, because it's it's time we talk about Boba Fett and how, like, I don't know what the frick happened there. 
so all over the place. It was like, what, what, what? Oh my gosh, this is so cool! What, what, what's happening? Like, yeah. Just such a weird, such a weird show. So many weird decisions. A lot of the Elden Ring criticisms make it sound uh, like these people want every single game to be identical. We will talk about Boba Fett. Yeah. We have a whole sequence that we're going to go through. We're going to talk about growing up with Star Wars, what it was like to experience the prequels, what it was like to experience 7, 8, and 9, and then what do we think of the TV shows, like where where the TV shows have come. I think it'll be a really good uh, trajectory. Ultimately, the question is, has the franch- has Star Wars been redeemed? Is it a redemption arc, or is it still shaky? Because I think it's still shaky in a lot of people's minds. Make sure you're there this afternoon for that. Our larger channel, this is Reforge Gaming. Reforge Radio is our larger channel. Make sure you're subscribed over there. You can use the radio command in chat. We go over there in the afternoon. I really want Obi to be good. Yeah, you tune tune in this afternoon to hear why 30 and Still Gaming is worried about Obi-Wan. I'm interested to hear what he has to say because I watched the trailer and got tingles, but that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) That doesn't mean anything. But yeah, he's worried about it and I'm not. So we'll figure out we'll figure out why this afternoon. Make sure you're subscribed over there. Cheers, Lona. What's good, Suede? Late to the party, but was the discussion about gatekeeping about souls or any other hardcore fan base? I tried my best to represent both sides well. Right? Um, Rogue One was peak. You might be right, which makes me sad. Rogue One might be peak in any case. Um I tried my absolute best to represent both sides. There are people that look at Elden Ring and think, this game was was hyped beyond belief, so I'm going to check out my first From Software game, and they've tripped all over their own presuppositions and preferences. Game's too hard. Game doesn't look that good. Um, game's not accessible enough. And they're and they're they're ramping up the critique because they saw the the overwhelming praise, hype, and anticipation. On the other side of the fence, there's the people that are like, "We love from software games and have been waiting for this for a really long time. So just leave if you don't like it." Like a lot of the complaints are not rooted and grounded in genuine problems or criticisms. They're rooted in preference. And people that love from software games are like, "Can you just shut up and go away?" Because we've been waiting for this for a really long time. You can go play y- y- your Horizon Forbidden West. There's another there's another action adventure game around every dadgum corner. There's another simple hand-holdy RPG around every corner. There's another open world puke on the map checklist quest driven garbage game around every corner. Please leave our game alone. And to a certain extent, I agree with them. I do. Don't try to turn this game into some into something else. There's plenty of games like that out there go play them don't try and turn this what if we did that what if from software fans did that we approached every game with that attitude it isn't hard enough get rid of these difficulty options just get rid of all the stuff on the map make it really hard mysterious and challenging make it brutal what if we did that to every game what if we showed up and stormed in Horizon Forbidden West, we were on the forums and Twitter, and we were like, this game's not hard enough. You should get rid of the difficulty settings. You should get rid of the quest logs, and you should get rid of all those icons on the map. You should really make this game to be like Elden Ring. What would people say? Go play Elden Ring. (laughs) Ha 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 ha! Same goes for those of you who walk into this game, and you try to argue it, and try to browbeat it, or try to leverage it, ham-fisted into something that it's not. 
an extent they do that, don't they? No, I've never seen this level of organization from the From Software fans. They don't do that. They just don't play the games. They just don't play the games. I, I've never seen threads about um, Horizon Forbidden West reviews or critiques hijacked by an army of From Software fans being like, this game should be made into a From Software game. They don't do, I've never seen that. Especially the people complaining that have not played nor won to or any other Souls games. Right. <clears throat> Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. Yeah, that one got delayed too. At this level, agree, no, they do not. Yeah, like, there's sort of a, a broad reach here in the industry where people are, like, trying to argue Elden Ring into something that it's not. Criticizing a game for being too easy on the hour, every hour. Well, and, but, okay, so there's a difference, though, creature. Here, 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 I think is the difference. I don't know, Lona, you've never seen a toxic Sony fanboy either. Mo, don't do that. That's not true. I've never said that. I said both sides have their fanboys. Both sides get toxic. Don't do that. Come on. Don't misrepresent me. That's a quick road to me getting really irritable. I've been misrepresented enough in this world. I've, I've hit my, my, my lifetime quota of being misrepresented was hit in 2020. Sorry I missed that one. I think where the specific artistic intent flows, players should have the option to customize the experience. Okay, hang on. Where the artistic intent allows... Oh, where artistic intent allows, players should be able to customize the experience. Well, yeah, I mean, if you want to turn the graphics up, sure. But, I mean, that, that, there's limits. There's limits. That said, the gaming world is so vast, there's something out there for everyone. If you don't like it, move on. Right, like, so Creature bringing up, like, Elden Ring fans are from, I'm sorry, from software community saying, all these these games are too easy. Well, to be fair, okay, to be fair, a lot of them, if they're saying that, they haven't actually, they haven't actually played, like, God of War on, on Give Me God of War. They haven't played Ghost of Tsushima on Lethal. There are plenty of games out there where you can crank the difficulty. Now, I will admit, there's a ceiling. Because when I played Immortals Phoenix Rising, I cranked the difficulty all the way up. Because I was, I, was, I was getting accustomed to playing harder games. And I was like, like, it was more annoying than it was difficult. It was like, you would just get chunked super fast. And the enemies just had ridiculous health bars. It just didn't feel... You see what I'm saying? So in general, I think from software fans, a lot of times just avoid other games. They don't ask them to become a different game. They're not like... I, I've just... I've never seen that. I've never seen a review outlet who has like somebody writing for them being like, this game should be significantly harder and they should turn off all the quest logs and turn off all the icons on the map and really make it feel like a Dark Souls, you know, or make, maybe like an Elden Ring. Like... I've never seen review outlets do that. But, buddy, you better believe Elden Ring's had about, I don't know, uh, every, what, four out of ten reviews, you know, not the initial reviews, the the, the press, the pre-press ones were all nothing but praise. But a lot of the reviews that have happened in, in, in the wake of it have gotten on this line of thinking that, like, well, the game should be more accessible or the game should be easier. Game should allow more people, you know, to play it. Phoenix was so easy, you get OP once you start upgrading. Yeah, you get really strong in that game. But I didn't like how it felt in the early game because it just felt like you get you would get chunked real fast and it just felt like the boss fights went on for too long. 
I just beat Elden Ring while listening to this. Game's beautifully crafted. Thank you for listening. <laughs> it's too hard. Yeah, Creature didn't have a good experience with Jedi Fallen Order. I think Jedi Fallen Order is in a great in a great lane. I didn't take it all the way up. Um, Distorted said waffles are superior to pancakes. Pancakes reject the syrup. Waffles embrace it with extreme tenderness. The frick. Like Sama said, at some point, realistic graphics become more of a hindrance than a boon. Why we gotta be careful what we do in movies, otherwise it looks goofy. Right. Game already has an easy mode. What are people complaining about? It's super accessible. Just ride the horse and summon like Lono does. Yeah, that's right. Some reviewers can't play the Cuphead tutorial. I love Jedi Fallen Order, but on Jedi Master. Oh, yeah, we, we should probably have full 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 story, full full disclosure here. Yeah. Creature booted up Jedi Fallen Order and put it on Jedi Master, which I don't know why you would do that. You that sound you sound like a crazy person. <laughs> Even I didn't put it on Jedi Master. I went from the normal and I I I bumped it up one level, like the t- the tippity top. No thank you. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. Didn't the devs of Horizon hate it on Elden Ring because it stole their thunder? Well, there's there's a couple ways to look at that, right? So Elden Ring gets 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 insane praise, right? Look at the scores on Metacritic and look at the look at the, it got media darling treatment. Okay, you have to decide whether or not it deserved the media darling treatment. I believe that it did. Because I believe it, it's it's pioneered an open world game in their genre and in their way that I think is worthy of the praise that it got. Now they took issue with the fact one of the three people on the infamous tweet thread she took issue with the fact that there were PC performance issues. I thought her tweet was fine, but the one guy talked about how the UI and the UX was like dated, and he's like, "My life is a lie." He's because he works on UI and UX. And then the other guy got into the fact that there was an absence of a quest log. So when, if you're going to rank them from stupid to reasonable, the guy that got angry or critiqued it about quest log, he's just stupid. With res- like, I can't really respect it. it. It's just stupid to say that. Oh, it doesn't have a quest log. Okay, so? Right? You don't have a point, so I guess we're, you know, what are we saying here? So that guy's at the bottom end of the, uh, of the totem. It's like, you just said something dumb. A game can get significant praise and not do a quest log. Like, some of this was Western developers failing to understand, like, you know, Japanese development and approaches to UI, UX, storytelling, and quest log. Like, they have different philosophical approaches to game design. Right? Now, the UI guy immediately got kind of smacked because he designed Battlefield 2042's UI. So... What, why are you even opening your mouth? Seriously. I'm not going to gatekeep criticism, but if if you can't walk and chew gum at the same time, you don't get to critique somebody falling off their skateboard. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying, bro? Like, 
I'm not going to gatekeep criticism, but you might not want to talk ever again about bad UI design. Because you literally touched the worst game to launch. Like, Cyberpunk looked bad at launch, and Battlefield 2042 was like, you ain't seen nothing yet. So, yeah, the only one in the bunch that was reasonable was the woman who was like, it's got PC performance issues. Like, why did it get such media darling treatment? Now, her criticism gets pretty weak when you actually view what happened. Every single one of the critics and reviewers, every single one of them said, every single one of them said, there are some minor frame issues that go away the further you get in the game. And then the day one patch landed and they were like, hey, that wasn't happening to us and the one guy even changed his review so like I try to believe the best about people it's like I highly doubt every review outlet every YouTuber, every critic mentioned the frame issues and said they they go away after the opening area other people have said similar things here and they're like so it it didn't really hurt my gameplay at all and the day one patch lands and makes it worse and they're like hey 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 whoa we played that game two weeks ago that that's not that's the you know that wasn't happening isn't that an ad hominem attack is is it fallacious to do that I don't know I'd have to study it aren't you allowed to say like if somebody's really really bad at juggling and they want to critique somebody's juggling act wouldn't you say you don't really have room to speak on this or is that fallacious it probably is fallacious because even somebody who's bad at juggling could probably make an accurate and true criticism of someone's juggling act. So even though this guy was d- did work that was been has been largely critiqued and rejected as bad in Battlefield 2042, that doesn't mean he can't make a truthful and honest criticism of a game. Okay, so yeah, he still has. <laughs> I think that I think the the general problem with it is is the UI and the UX in these games it is good and bad. They stayed true to their style. They've trade stayed true to their direction and their and their their franchise, but there is elements that are bad. Like not being able to compare weapons at a at a vendor. What the frick? How am I supposed to, That's that's like RPG basics 101. If I'm going to go buy a weapon, you I got to be able to compare it to what I have now. What am I supposed to write it down? You know? Keep going though, because it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I I don't want to stoop to fallacious argumentation, and I guess it is it, it, that is a fallacy to reject someone's argument. And I didn't say his argument was rejected. I said he shouldn't open his mouth. <laughs> his, he shouldn't open his mouth. <laughs> like it was kind of like bro you better you better prepare for the thunder because you literally touched and helped work on one of the worst games in the last couple of years you know what I mean so I wasn't saying his argument was wrong because I wasn't fallaciously connecting his bad work to the wrongness of his argument I was saying you really should be quiet (laughs) like it's probably not a good idea for you to say anything right now you know what I mean You know, it would be like, it would be like, you know, 
I'm not going to give any examples because all the examples in my brain are bad. But I did think some people said, some people said they're like the UI and UX in these games is is very similar to a lot of Japanese design games. One was saying his argument is trash uh, and your UI is trash. We got you, bro. (laughs) Ad hominem is against the person and not their position. So maybe, but not really, because you're pointing out their position is coming from a place of ignorance. To a certain extent, yes. I think some of the decisions made in in these games is driven by a stylistic difference. I do. I think if you go like go play some JRPGs, man. I just remembered you and Ruby potentially collaborating made me excited. She's an incredible ASMR creator. Yeah, I sent her an email and Aloha is, is probably gonna be on. We're gonna try and book an episode and talk about what ASMR is and what it is not. Um, and I think Ruby True will be a great person to talk about that. I also I, you know, and I'm not gonna like bamboozle her on the show. I'm gonna be like, I, I think it's fair to ask about your appearance because we we can't shy away from the fact that like you've done modeling, like you're an attractive person. Does that play a part in your ASMR? Like, even the ASMR people who are successful, from where I sit, they tend to be pretty people. They're attractive. There's even guys that are getting pretty successful at it, and they're good looking. Like. Does that play a factor? I think it does, but that doesn't mean that you, you you turn it into what it's turned into on purple. So I, I'm I'm interested to get her perspective. So, because I I actually think that's a fair question. Like you're come on, we're not we're not going to shy away from the fact that you're like a beautiful person. How much of that plays a factor in your content? Like, you know what I'm saying? You're not you're not some you're not some troll, you know, that that's that's hard to, to look at. Like nothing against people that are that are hard to look at, but like you you generally don't see that in the ASMR environment. They all tend to be very attractive people. I think that that's fair. I think it's fair to make that 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 assessment of the content. It's a factor, but it's not the centrality of it. So um yeah, exactly, old soul. There's a difference between being pretty and doing and licking an ear. Exactly, exactly. Which I think that's how she would probably couch it. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm pretty. Like, what do you want me to do? Hide my face? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? She can't help the fact that she's attractive. But if that's not the central focus of the content, I think that's probably how she would couch it. I'm interested to hear her perspective on it. I am. So uh, we're we're gonna try and we're gonna try and schedule it. trying to get my neck to pop thank you for 300 likes on the video thank you for all the subscribers people voting on the poll uh let's take a look at the poll results almost a thousand votes this is this has been a good turnout today elden ring toxicity is it unique to the community or a common theme in gaming most people are just saying it's a common theme in gaming about 83 percent Of course, appearance matters. Look in the mirror. You're you're a handsome man. That's got to help when you're a streamer who shows your face. Yeah, I've never... I don't think I've ever thought of myself in that way. Like, I can tell when I have on, like... If I've got on, like, the right, you know... If I'm dressed up for an event, I got, like, a nice jacket and a nice shirt beards trimmed up hairs looking nice like I'm like I look nice but I've never thought of myself as like handsome or attractive 
that's just I, I don't know some of that's because when you grow up and you're like I'm like I was like the short kid the runt kind of getting picked on you tend not to think very highly of like your appearance so I probably internalized some of that yo what's good cat there's tons of UI or UXY stuff that could be re- improved in Elden Ring, says Expery. I wouldn't go trashing the game on Twitter for it, though, especially as a fellow dev. Yeah, I definitely think my number one critique of the UI and the UX is like, why can I not compare? That seems incredibly stupid. You know what I mean? I'm just going to put a donut on camera instead of myself. Everyone loves donuts. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Hey, Lona, I've been loving the streams. Thank you, Alex. No one trashed the game. Well, he, he, he's he's saying it, it. There's a you can compare. How? When you're in a, when you're looking at a vendor and you go over to a sword, how do you compare? What do you do? When you're in your inventory, hit R three. Yeah, I'm talking about in a vendor. That's my frustration. I see a sword, shield, or armor piece in a vendor, and I can't compare it to what I'm wearing. Sorry. Not in a vendor, but in inventory. Sorry, Sandy. I didn't... I didn't... <clears throat> I need to be exhaustive. I need to be exhaustive. Proof that reviewers... Okay, yeah. So, I mean, let's read the quotes, because people are saying that they were trashing them. The guy said... This is the tweeting question. The fact that Elden Ring scored a 97 Metacritic is proof that reviewers don't give a flaming poop about game UX. My life is a lie. Now, the problem with your simplification here, Eugene, and acting like he's not inadvertently trashing the UX design of, of Elden Ring is the the hyperbole. Okay? This is not a pure statement of like this has oh, this is only about reviewers. No. He's saying it got a 97 and that proves the reviewers don't give a flaming crap about game UI. I am very fair in saying you just said the UI, the UX in Elden Ring is really bad. To the point that like the reviewers don't give a flaming crap about it. They don't even care. They just gave this game a high score. It's so bad that, like, their level of apathy is so high. I, I can't. I think it's fair. I anyway, I think it's fair to infer from that. Like, come on, man. That you're, you're taking a bit of a swing here. You can't be like, I was just talking about the reviewers. You know, and then the woman says, nor PC graphics stability and performance apparently and then the last guy says nor quest design really quest design he didn't even say quest log he said quest design so they're piling they're saying the reviewers do not give a crap a flaming crap about this because if they did it wouldn't get this score like that's how bad the ux ui is that's how bad the quest design is UX isn't UI? Sorry. UX. User experience. Largely linked to UI, but right. Look at Horizon Forgotten West. So rude. It gets an 88, yet it was super buggy, even breaking some PlayStations. It wasn't breaking PlayStations. And yet Dying Light 2, with its tiny bits of bugs, is a 77. 
I, I, that's, I don't even, I, I didn't play enough Dying Light to speak on it. <laughs> I think he's in a funny way talking about his years of refining his craft and that it's perceived to no longer be important. Right, he's saying you can literally have crap UX and it doesn't matter. Again, no one's trashing. At best, some mild criticism and people became unhinged. Yeah, because it's not very classy, Eugene. It isn't very classy. So let's say when Forbidden West came out, Phil Spencer walked out and said, you know, it's amazing this game got an 88 with the with the lack of graphical prowess and, and pristine. It's amazing that reviewers are being this kind, especially given how strong the PlayStation 5 is supposed to be. People be like, that's so petty, Phil. Right? What are you doing? Like, it just looks petty. They're basically griping that a game got good, a good score because they work hard on these facets in their game and apparently from software didn't. You can infer that from what they're saying. My life is a lie. I've worked really hard on polishing and making the UX really good in games. Apparently, it doesn't matter at all. You can get a high score and have bad UX. That's so petty. What, what do you mean? Like, so you think that the UX is so universally bad in Elden Ring that it doesn't deserve the score that it got? You just look like a petty little whiner. Oh, they got a score that we, that we didn't get when they it's like it doesn't there's no way that reads in a charitable way there's no way to read it in a charitable way now I'm not justifying people getting attacked and people getting attacked and like you know having to go into like private mode on Twitter I'm not gonna I'm not defending that I'm simply saying you you honestly thought this was going to go well for you taking a shot at a media darling highly praised game while being petty at the same time I find no pettiness in mild criticism and pointing out media darling treatment yeah but there's a right and a wrong way to do it they made it about the fact that the game was getting a high score I know you're an artist also, but from an artist's perspective, it was purely grounded in hours spent refining his craft and jokingly feeling like he's wasted time, like a pointless college degree. Yeah, but but again, he's presuming that his opinion on the UX is true, as if it's so bad, and yet it didn't matter to any of the reviewers. You, th- that's what I'm saying it's like when people ask a question that is also asserting something right do you think that this company is just purely washed up or do they just not care anymore well that question's asserting something his, th- th- their, his cheeky critique is asserting that the UX in Elden Ring is real bad to the point to the point that it shouldn't have gotten a high score It's not an indication of how horrible we are to each other on social media. That developer has every right to comment just like everyone. Well, like... I'm going to say two things. If you get on Twitter and and take a swipe at something, buckle the frick up and maybe grow up. Like, that's going to... 
but I'm not defending people being terrible, right? Go into a preschool and say the word poopy and then get really irritated when the children start laughing. I'd call you an idiot. You're an idiot. If you're going to walk on Twitter and you're going to say something like that, you're going to take a swing, you're going to take a swipe at a game that everyone's loving, then buckle the frick up. I'm not going to sit here and defend and justify what people do on Twitter, but is it your first is it your first day on Twitter? Is it your first day commentating on gaming? Have you never been here before? Of course that's going to happen. Take it in stride. Like people are going to get tribalistic and nasty. If I go with some political hot take on Twitter, I can't be like, it's just unconscionable how tribalistic and mean people get on Twitter. What are you talking about? You know what's coming if you do that. It doesn't justify it, but what are you doing? It's Twitter, man. Don't be on the internet if you can't handle someone saying something about the things you love. And conversely, don't be on the internet if you can't handle trolls. It, it cuts both ways. You can't act like, oh, all these people are so unstable and so emotionally immature, they ravenously attack and critique people and go after them. They shouldn't be on the internet. Yeah, well, neither should you be if you can't freaking take it, because that's the heat in the room. If you're going to step into the sauna in a winter coat and complain about the temperature in the room, maybe you should take the coat off. Like, if you're going to get on Twitter and you're going to do little hot takes and take little jabs at stuff, expect response. Right? Like, expect response. Everybody gets to cower and hide and, and, like, I'm going private. Now, if you're getting genuinely threatened and fear for your life well sure then that I I can understand going private but a lot of the times I feel like these people go private because they weren't met with universal praise I looked at the responses to the tweet you know what I saw you know what I mostly saw I just mostly saw people taking a shot back I didn't see people being uh, uh, um, uh, harassing or or threatening You'll see a hundred people respond. I, like I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is the new thing. This is the new victim card on Twitter. Is say something stupid or critical, okay? And then a thousand people respond, and all it takes is three. If they can get three, three morons, three insane people to say something terrible, they go private. I was just so. It's just traumatic to be on the internet these days. It's like 90, 997 people didn't do that. But it's easy to just paint them all with that brush. They're all a bunch of immature, hate-spewing, like, I'm getting death threats, and then they never show them. I've, I've, I've noticed that's really convenient. People claim they get death threats. Where are they? Let's see them. Is it some person with a brand new Twitter account? AA22519988? Shut the frick up. You probably made that account. I, li- I mean, I literally had a guy brigade for me to get banned from Outriders, and then he claimed that my community went after him and sent him death threats. Like, well, you broke TOS and brigaded and went private like a cowardly little child, and then claimed. That people sent you death threats. Where are they? 
And are they accounts older than two minutes? Like, that's my problem with Twitter. It's all, it's, it's, it's this big, it's this big charade. It's just a charade. Everybody wants to say whatever they want. And the minute they get negative response, they want to claim harassment and villainous attacks. And it's like, bro, one or two people just block them. Just block them. You're what you're doing, and this is why I don't like it. What they're doing is <clears throat> it's a get out of jail free card. Well, you said something dumb, and now you're getting criti- critici- criticized for it. You you you're getting critic. You, there's a critical nature to this world, and you're getting you're getting the critical treatment right now. And you get to get out from underneath that and act like, yeah, I mean, people just mobbed against me and attacked me. It's like you you said something stupid. You brigaded. You did call to action. You broke the rules. But you just get to claim victim card. Oh, feel bad for me. I have to go private. (laughs) Well, maybe shut your mouth then. Like, if you can't take a couple of people acting like idiots on the internet, why are you on the internet? Like I said, I typically go to these threads searching for the bad tweets, searching for the hate, and it's like, I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and it's like these are all just reasonable responses and reactions but you're just getting you're just getting buried in the hate. I can never find it. I've literally seen people tweet things like there's a bunch of triggered men in my mentions and I go to their mentions and I don't see anybody. I don't see anybody. I'm like what are you talking about? I'm getting lots of unfollows for using this hashtag. Go to Social Blade, not losing a single follower. And in these instances, all these people were mercilessly attacked for sharing their opinion. That community is so toxic. And I go look at the mentions and I'm like, bro, there was like one or two people that crossed the line and like 900 other people were just literally having an actual intelligent response to you. But you get one or two dum-dums and then that's your get out of jail free card. You don't have to deal with any of the critique or response. You get to paint it all with the brush of toxicity and claim victim. I have no idea what uh, precipitated them going private, but just based on what I've seen from reaction to Bisbaker Christmas around these games, I have a pretty good idea. I mean, like I said, I went to the thread and read the responses. The, the guy that made his follow-up review of Elden Ring, he said that everybody was being so mean and nasty in the comments. You know what I did? I went to his review, and I went and read through the comments. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, unless you deleted or hid them all. It was almost all thoughtful response. It was people saying, that's what these games are built off of. That's what these games are predicated on. That's what these games are designed to do. It doesn't sound like this game is a game for you. You see what I'm saying? Like, I find that to be more common. I find it that I find the toxicity being overstated more often than I feel like, oh yeah, this is a huge, huge problem. There's so much toxicity. These people are so nasty. I'll give you an example with the purple platform. <clears throat> There's always this notion that stop complaining that booby streamers are stealing your views. And you know what I can never find? I can never find anybody saying that. I can't. You might find some little idiot with five viewers and he wants to dial in like misogynistic nonsense and he has some stupid hot take. You know, guy's got five viewers and a hundred followers and then they'll be like, 
they act like it's this huge problem on the platform. There's all these streamers complaining about that. And I'm like, where are they? Where are, where are they? Stop subtweeting and at them. Like, are, do you have tweets? Do you have quotes? Do you have videos? Who's saying this? I can never find it. I can never find it. Again, you get one or two people of zero influence, zero reach and size, and then they just get to run with a false narrative. So they do the same thing in this scenario. They do this hot take on Elden Ring. They they get in their little jab. And then we're, we're supposed to believe that like all the from software community is so toxic. These people got attacked and now they're on now they're on protected uh, or whatever it is private on Twitter. And I'm like, I didn't see it, but I went to the thread. I don't even see what you're talking about. I don't see it. I did. I didn't. I did not see the hate. I didn't. The um, the guy, the guy that made his video about accessibility. The the uh, we covered this recently. He was a um, let me take a look at this thumbnail. Yeah, that's great. That looks really really good, creature. I love the thumbnail. He he he's blind and he made some critiques about the game and then you know he said he had to block a bunch of people. So I went to a couple of the threads and looked and I was just like. Okay, yeah, there, there's a handful of people here that probably deserve to be blocked. They were being nasty. They're reprehensible. Get them out of here. But like 90% of the responders were being, I think, very just totally within the realm of like appropriate discourse. Imagine after your stream, you took to Twitter and you exclaimed how toxic such and such group is, blank group, just a made up group, because you've had to ban. Uh, one or two people for saying something dumb in chat after six hours of a stream. Right. <clears throat> well, I noticed this once. I noticed this once when we were streaming over on Purple Valley. We had like 2,000 viewers and there was like two or three people in chat being kind of negative and someone's like, why is chat being so negative? I'm like, chat's not being negative. There's like two or three people being negative. Have you not seen it with From Friday? Degrees of toxicity that is higher than most. No. No, Eugene, I've not seen anything I didn't hear when I was doing raid helps. I've not seen or heard anything when I'm playing, when I'm playing and getting complaining and angry and dying a lot. I've not seen anything that reaches higher than the toxicity I saw when I did raid helps. It's the same stuff. Get good, you suck, can't believe how bad you are. You're 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 on the you're on the mount and you're summoning and you're still dying. You're trash. Well, we banned like maybe two or three people on Friday. Maybe it's no higher in toxicity than than what I saw any time we did raid helps. At what point does that sort of manipulation of the perception become an outright lie of a community? Should be called out as such, or even if possible, to successfully call it out as a lie. Why would anybody want dudes who only watch? Like hot tub streams to suddenly be in their audience. If I'm streaming, they can stick with their camp. Yeah, exactly. That's why most streamers don't make that critique or that complaint. The bigger problem was 10 people would complain about two people being negative. I want to throttle the people complaining way more than the trolls. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they focus on the negative. Yeah. This beat though, yeah. This playlist is really, really good. Oh, I gotta hang on. I gotta schedule. Like we we've switched off of the uh, of Harris Heller stuff because this stream tunes um, synthwave playlist is just so much better. Um, no offense to Harris Heller, his stuff's fine, but 
when in the realm of um in the realm of uh synthwave these guys make way better synthwave than Harris Heller does you know you might disagree you might think his stuff's totally fine but I found his stuff to be less it was almost like it was mostly it was like EDM with a little flavor of synthwave you know what I mean it, was, it felt like it was more EDM than it was synthwave and this playlist feels a lot more uh, synthwave than his and we finally got like totally uh, like whitelisted so we won't get bopped um, not that we were getting bopped the video would get claimed then immediately released but that's not you don't want that to be happening because YouTube might be like what are you doing over there why are you getting claimed every day and then immediately released like what kind of what kind of content are you making bro I'll say over on purple you could just block someone in chat if they were annoying but here it's on the mods to handle which is annoying well individual users can block individual users over here but it's you know it's on them and the UI over here is really bad it's super super bad why is Ghostwire Tokyo trending is it out today I thought it was out next week I saw it trend. I see it trending on Twitter. Post a link to stream tunes in the Discord. I'll do you one better. Share copy link to playlist. Add com. It's spelled different. The stream tunes. Synthwave playlist is here. I'll spell it the they spell it wrong, but I'll spell it for the command as just stream tunes. Ever listen to the Prime Thanatos on YouTube? It's also Synthwave. No. I miss Magic Sword, but they won't they won't allow people to use their stuff on YouTube. They claim your video. Which is hilarious. They're totally whitelisted on purple. You can you can run their content, you can run their music over there, no problem. Over on purple. But you if you run it over here, they claim the whole video. I'm like, that's the dumbest freaking thing I've ever heard of. Like, how do you block a user on here? You click the three buttons and you do um well I can't see it because I'm <clears throat> Oh, you probably can't see it because you're a moderator, Valiant. I think you have to be non-moderator. My first point was that if that if that is the ultimate hindering experience, then I can understand why you don't like it. Most from fans don't prioritize UI, so do you cater to the ninety percent of your fan base or to the ten percent? Right. You're unfairly judging the YouTube UI based on your uh, propositions from being in in purple. That's not how you win. <laughs> no, the the UI on YouTube is really bad. It's slow. Like, if I click on somebody's name to ban them, it's ridiculously slow. Oh, you're kidding. I was going to say, you're making a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, honestly terrible. <laughs> like, I despise the purple platform, but their moderation tools are so top shelf. They're so top shelf. Ugh. It's honestly, it honestly makes me sad how good their moderation tools are. Like, 
I, I, do, I miss the money from over there because the money was easy. It's a lot easier to go live over there. It's a lot harder to go live over here. You got to do a lot more research. Uh, you got to do a lot more prep to have a successful live stream over here. But I tell you what I miss. I really miss. I miss the moderation tools. You were rude for no reason over video game. What did he say? If you told me that critique too, I would tell you to go play a different game or to actually play Elden Ring. Those buzzwords you use don't mean anything. Oh, what did Zenowitz say? Having a critique of UI means an entire game isn't for you. That's a toxic statement. Well, I, yeah, I don't want to. Sim- I wouldn't want to simplify it and say that. I would not want to simplify it and say that if you don't like the UI in Elden Ring, the game's not for you. The reason today is titled Elden Ring is not for you is because most of the critiques and criticisms I have read are made by people that just shouldn't even be playing the game. Oh, Ghostwire had an embargo lift. Bunch of reviews got published. Thank you, Fuzzy. Like, I don't do the cliche, if you don't like it, go play something else. I don't do that. I I don't jump to that right away. But when I watch a critique and a criticism and I'm like, okay, about 75% of what you just outlined um, about 75% of what you just outlined is just preferences that drive me to conclude you shouldn't be playing the game. It would be like me playing a game and constantly talking about how I don't like how much I have to min-max. It's just really frustrating that I constantly have to go in and add stats when I level up and really consider you know really consider the build and I don't like that well eventually people will be like it sounds like you don't like the game it sounds like you should play something else that's that's a that's a huge aspect of this game like if I'm playing a game where you min max why would I be playing that game and then criticizing the fact that I have to min max playing a from software game and being like it's too hard what the frick are you playing for a new state of play is coming Thursday with Hogwarts. This week? Didn't they just do one? Uh, wow, that's such a bummer. We'll have to kick it the next week. You think Ubisoft devs' comments could be harmful to their own brand? No, Ubi doesn't need... <laughs> Ubisoft doesn't really need help with that. <laughs> yeah I don't think it matters there are tons of people who shouldn't touch these games yeah 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 yeah. that was something we were fearful about we said we're gonna have another returnal situation on our hands it's gonna be another returnal you know people are hyped it's new people are excited and then they're gonna play it and be like this sucks (laughs) I don't like it this is really hard People are expecting a new open world with the same mechanics as most open worlds where you can be a jack of all trades and the UX really holds your hand. It's not for them. Right, it's not for people looking for that exactly. Like, I never want to be that immediately dismissive guy like, go play another game. But when you stack up your criticisms and I get to criticisms 2, 3, and 4 and I'm like, yo, let me stop you there. It literally sounds like you shouldn't have start. you shouldn't even have bought this game. You, you've you had just admitted at the beginning you've never played a From Software game. 
Okay, well that's gonna make that's gonna be a barrier for you. Then you said it was too hard. Okay. Then you said there was a lack of direction. And then you you know, it's like, okay, but that's literally what these games are about. Couldn't the other dev companies cut corners with UI and UX for their games because of the success of Elden Ring? No. I don't think anybody's going to look at the success of Elden Ring and be like, let's just fire our UX and UI designers. We don't need good UI or UX. I don't think anybody's going to do that. <laughs> they were successful without it. We can be as well. <laughs> I, You know. Honestly, Elden Ring feels like every Souls game... It really is a niche title, and only some people will like it. Past games didn't have this response before because it didn't reach non-niche audiences. But it's never been niche. Do you want to know what happened with this game? It's not that it reached non-niche audiences. It reached more people in the West. That's what happened. I guarantee you the percentage of people complaining about the difficulty in this game, the lack of a quest log, or the UI design, I guarantee you they're almost all Western. They're Westerners. I think it I think it hit a fever pitch in the West, and I think that's where most of it comes from. You know, you look at the critiques, you look at the criticisms, you look at the complaints, you look at the source of the negativity. It's it's Western gamers who wanted an open world RPG and they didn't really get it. They got it, but not what they not, not not what they were looking for. The lack of direction is so easily forced with Google as well. The internet gives you uh, a play-by-play guide. A charm from software is the freedom to be free in the open world. Yeah, yeah, Pete Davidson's going to go into space to get away from from Kanye. Yep. Kanye's that scary. We back to From Games or Niche again? Yeah, if you look at the commercial success of From Software games, they're not niche. <clears throat> Some of the Japanese UI are objectively bad, but the games are good. I just wonder if that's are we being are we being geocentric when we say that? Is it just is that what we're used to, and so we say it's bad? What's your opinion on repeating enemies in dungeons similar to each other? Like the boss that you killed will be a dummy boss in a dungeon a bit later. I think that's fine. I think the reuse of of some of the bosses with respect to what they look like is fine. I've enjoyed that because it feels like you're you're killing, and they're different too. Their attacks are different. You know, like the. The dogs that look like cat statues, like those guys show up a handful of times. I think that's fine. I don't expect every single boss to be unique, and the unique bosses are mind-blowingly cool, so. Kind of depends on what we think sales numbers mean a game isn't niche. Can a niche game be a bit big or relatively popular? Well, it's how you use niche. Right? It's how you use niche. So you can say the genre is niche because there aren't tons of games like it, and it does, I think, require a certain sort of, um, you know, excuse me, it requires a certain level of, like, a palette, right? But it's not niche in popularity. Does that make sense? You could have some 
band that's in a niche genre where there's not a lot of bands that make music like them and they can be insanely popular so it, it it's hard right because it's like well how are you using niche most of the time the reason we push back on niche is because people use niche as a replacer for unpopular I would say it's unique not niche I mean but but aren't they synonyms Aren't we dealing with synonyms? Niche. A comfortable or suitable position. A specialized segment of the market for a particular kind of product or service. I don't know. I actually think niche works. It is. It's specialized. It's it's a, it's a, it's a unique style of game that requires a certain level of skill and prowess. Like There's a specialization here. I think the genre is niche. I don't mean unpopular. I mean like there's not a lot of games like this. It's a unique style. It's a unique type of game. So, like unique and niche are almost synonyms. It's hard. It's hard to say one's more correct than the other. What's your opinion on banning players doing rune and talisman duping? I mean, if you're breaking the rules, there's potential consequences. Had some synonym rolls for breakfast this morning. <laughs> Did they taste really similar to each other? <laughs> Souls games are both successful and niche. Death Stranding is is the best strands type of game. The problem is people use niche to say it's reaching less people, but niche doesn't refer to size. That's why we push back on it. Right. We don't push back on it because it's universally inaccurate. We push back on it because is is it is very often used to express the notion that like from software games are not super popular. I don't think toxicity has a legit definition. No, I think it does. Toxicity in fans generally comes across in malicious attacks, insults, and harassment, like being being toxic. I mean And, and calling it a niche genre is going to be harder and harder because Souls-like games and Souls-born games are becoming more popular. Black Myth Wukong, Wu Chang Fallen Feathers, Lies of P. There's way more games coming out and being like, no, yeah, we're a Souls-born game. So calling the genre niche, I think eventually is going to be harder to say, but like, no, it's a mainstay. It's like an action adventure. It's like, it's like calling something an action adventure game. It's going to be... They're, they're, they're becoming more and more common. Do you think people don't really want an open world? So many open worlds aren't much different than corridors with the compass icons replacing the walls. Seems to me like the core of the UX complaints. Yeah, yeah. I do think sometimes people want an open world, but they, they, they don't want it to be open. You know what I mean? They, they want it to be linear, linearly open. I personally didn't have any FPS issues, but I think we need to address random crashes and co-op PvP connection issues disconnect. I've not had any random crashes, but I have heard uh, invasions and co-op can be annoying. I've heard that. What some call toxicity is benign in other groups, like trash talking to your friends. It's no see, but it's benign. It's you just proved though that it's benign contextually. Like if you and I are buddies and we're playing, 
and I say that you're a trash can with no skill and we both laugh that's not the same as going in someone's chat and when they die being like what a trash can with no skill well there's a difference we don't have rapport we like I don't have rapport with that that streamer in that sense it's definitely niche from style combat will probably never have mass appeal I'd argue strongly that's good it's good that it does its own thing fans want that that's why fans respond so ravenously they feel like think of it this way think of it this way let's say there's a strip of restaurants in your town and one of the restaurants is really unique it's like Mediterranean it's awesome they've got these amazing kebabs and it's just it's it's fantastic and let's say that the public was applying parts of the public was applying pressure on them to be more of a western restaurant just do burgers just do pizza as a patron of that restaurant I think you'd be like wait a minute I love this place because this is the only place on the street like this don't you dare come in here and try and change the menu don't you dare go eat somewhere else that's how from software fans feel it's like look man there's not that many games from this developer and i have fallen in love with the way they make their games so if you don't like the ui the ux or the difficulty with respect go eat somewhere else there's plenty of restaurants for you to eat at there's almost no restaurants like this there's almost no games like this leave it alone that's why they get protective there's there's every other game that comes out you know you can play plenty of platforming metroidvanias or open world action adventure games or rpgs or whatever the frick there's so many of those games out there and so it's like dude leave this game alone bro it's the one place on the street that we like to eat shut the frick up like that's how they feel I was with you for the start of the food analogy but now I'm hungry what did you say (laughs) Uh, just design good net code a ton of eastern fighting games create awesome fighters but trash net code it's not geocentric to say it's bad. Well, I don't know. There's that netcode being bad is bad because it's not working. UX and UI being bad is subjective to the user and what you expect. That's not quite the same. I played Elden Ring for 200 hours, had three crashes when the game just closes. I don't care much, but the issue with connection error is common for me as I play with four to nine friends. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to defend the connection issues because that's objectively bad. That's objectively bad. Like, you can't play. You're getting disconnected. There's no... That's not subjective to the user. I enjoy getting disconnected. Like... This is a good analogy because different audiences would see different things as niche, too. If you look at Mediterranean restaurant to Japan, it would be niche. You take it to Spain, and it's not. And that's, I think, some of the issues with the UI and the UX. The UI and the UX issues are not an issue over there. They're like, this is, what do you mean? This is what the menus look like in these types of games. 
let us just have this as a pretty understandable place to come from, at least to me. Yeah, and I think it's because it's not like there's there's a litany of these games coming out all the time. When was the last From Software game to come out? It was Sekiro, wasn't it? And a lot of fans didn't like it because they liked Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3 and Bloodborne and Demon Souls. And Sekiro was a huge departure. So if you take Sekiro off the table, a lot of From Software fans have been dying for this game. They're like, bro, this is all I play, man. And Sekiro didn't scratch the itch. And it finally comes out, and I gotta hear from every ninny on the internet who thinks it's too hard. Go play go play something else, then. I've played about the same amount of hours. I haven't had a single crash or disconnect. I'm on the Series X, and I play with multiple friends. <clears throat> yeah, the, the online stuff is, is... I'm seeing common complaints about that. Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2, Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3, Sekiro, Elden Ring. Seven games. Don't you get... Don't you get that? Souls games will be like this forever. Get out. I've been playing on PS5. It's been fine for me. Yeah, I run the PS4 version on the PS5 because I just want the consistent frame rate. The remaster is really good. Oh, yeah, the Demon Souls remaster is beautiful. It's a beautiful game. Is there possible UI leniency because of cultural difference in how we read text? It's It's a theory that good art composition would be different if we lived with no gravity. Yeah, Russell, that <clears throat> that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, we don't know how much is baked in to, like, the Asian market's UI and UX expectations and what's baked into ours. You can't divorce it. It's just what you do. Like, you can't really put into words why, like, a German dish with, like, a lot of, like, sauerkraut and stuff in it and maybe lots of onions and stuff, you might think it doesn't taste very good. Why? You can't really say why. Your palate might be more uh, in line with the fried American style of food. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you don't, you can't really put into words why you think something tastes bad because your palate's been formed over years. Sometimes you have to try something over and over again and develop a palate for it, but you can't really put into words. And so that's my question with UI and UX. How much of that's just baked into the crust of your mind and you have no idea why you think it? You just think it's bad. You're like, yeah, that UI and UX is bad. Why? Oh, it just is. <clears throat> it doesn't look good. It's clunky or whatever. And then the Asian market plays it and they're like, I don't know what, what are you talking about? This is fine. We don't see the issue. Why? Because baked into their mind and their schema and their idea of what makes for a good UI and a good UX, they've grown up playing different games than us. Different language. Different way of communicating. Like, we, we talked about this. We talked about how knowledge being earned is, I think it's an Eastern thing. I do. I think there's an Eastern philosophy behind that. The idea that you must earn this knowledge. We will not give it to you. And Westerners are like, dude, tell me what the frick to do. Put an arrow on the map. Tell me where to go. It's a di- it's a difference in, in, in culture. It's a difference in belief. It's a difference in philoso- philosophical ideas about knowledge and truth. Like, that's, that's all in the brains of the Americans and the Westerners picking up this game and it's all in the brains of, you know, all those Japanese persons sitting down to develop this game and you end up with very different interpretations of how information should be given or earned, how UIs and UX should be should be displayed. So it just it just looks bad. 
That's why that guy's take was, I felt like, deserving of like, shut your freaking mouth, bro. You worked on Battlefield 2042. You're talking about From Software. They're beloved. And and the people that, that have grown up playing these games or JRPGs are like, this is fine. Shut up. Like, I think that's I think that's why they got smacked as hard as they got smacked. Bit of a cultural divide on some of it. I don't know what the dev said, but he said um, he always turns off the compass in the mini map and lets the art and landscape guide his eye. It's been eye opening experience to play games like that, for sure. For sure. And here's the thing. I can't take the Westerner out of myself. I can't. I'm also a streamer. So what did I do? I exhausted parts of the map, and then I used the online interactive map to find some of the dungeons. I, I like I, I can't fully integrate with the game in the way that they would probably want people to do. I was like, I, I, I literally, I loved it. I loved finding stuff. I loved, you know exhausting the map and discovering things but I got to a point where I was like brother I gotta pull up this interactive map because I'd like to find these dungeons one issue is trolls leaving messages at the bottom of ladders since Y button activates read message and ascend descend that's why I play offline that crap gets old you can't remove eggs from a baked cake right like, that's so baked into me, I, I, I get to a point where I'm like, look, man, I, I gotta pull open a map. I, 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 wanna, I wanna find this stuff. Trolls leaving messages right over new graces when you're being chased. Yeah. I'm busy, busy. Just put a giant freaking arrow around the button I need to press. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's a testament to your integrity in a sense because you know it's a you issue and not a fix your game. Right, I don't say, hey man, I should be able to have that in the game on the menu. I'm like, no, it's me. It's a it's a me thing. It's a cultural thing. It's the games I grew up playing. Our Souls community talks about hand-holding so much, but everyone Googles everything anyway. Well, here's the thing, Zenowitz. Do you know what's beautiful about that? Is every player determines what they're what they're what their uh, breaking point is. Every player. They're li- like with me. There are people that will never touch that interactive map. They'll never do it. I didn't do that with Breath of the Wild. I didn't go look up like the Karak Seed map or the Shrine map stuff. I never did that in Breath of the Wild. I just found things on my own. So then the player, it's up to the player to decide. Like, look, man, I have just beat my head against this wall. I'm going to look up a guide, you know? And and then it's up to the player. Instead of being spoon-fed everything, and then the, the, and this is how some players feel like they have to play a game like, like Horizon Forbidden West. You know the kid that's going like this? And, like, the parents trying to put their food in their mouth? That's what they feel like. It's like... You're literally just shoving everything in my face. There's no discovery. I can't turn any of this stuff off. That's why I think this game is going to get tons of. It's going to. It's going to be beloved and praised for years to come because 
it does something that, that almost no game does like now, like like that now. Like if I could play Horizon Forbidden West and turn all those map icons off, I'd have done that at the beginning. Why? Because it just oh, it's so fun to find things on my own. And then eventually, like okay, if I hit the tower in the area, I, I'm gonna go hit a button. Like okay, did I miss anything? Okay, I'm gonna shut it off now. I've said this before, when the map looks like that, it pits your completionism against you. Just don't hit the tall necks. No, if you don't hit the tall necks, the icons are still all over the map, Eugene. You literally run past a mountain, and anything on that mountain is then on your on your map as a question mark. You can turn all those icons off. Can you do that in Forbidden West? Like literally turn them all off so it's an empty it's an empty uh like they only appear as you discover them? You can turn it all off. But I want them there once I discover them. That's what I'm talking about. So it's either all or nothing, isn't it? And and we're not even really getting to the meat of the discussion. The meat of that discussion would be there's so many things on the map that it becomes, it pits your completionism against yourself. I feel like I'm straining at a gnat to get the check boxes. I think sometimes there's too much on the map. Like, I think Spider-Man was, like, the perfect blend. I could clear each individual area and get all the checkboxes. And a game like that, it's like, my gosh, I'm never, ever, ever going to get all this stuff. So what it does is it motivates completionism, but as time goes on, it disincentivizes it because it's like, this is just too much strain for something so minor. You can sort them by type, even. There's so many things because the world is full. Right, and I just, I think that when I play a game like that, that's why I end up stop being completionist. I hit a breaking point where I'm like, bro, if I gotta go run up one more mountainside to open up a chest or, or bash in a cave wall, I, I'm gonna lose my dadgum mind. I had that moment of being overwhelmed. Yeah, it's like, it's so much that you end up saying, well, I, I'm not going to be completionist anymore. My goodness, it's too much. Full or map puke. That's what I, yeah, I call it, map puke. Other open world games are usually flat and built to lead you in the direction you're supposed to go. That's why Elden Ring's environments can be so diverse and vertical. I would say the verticality in Forbidden West was also very good. That's why they gave you the glider. I thought the verticality and discovery in Forbidden West was actually very, very good. I I did. I thought it was excellent. It's just there's so many icons. I actually had an NPC in the round table hold Mark or something on my map yesterday. I was like, huh? They held the Mark or they told you to hold Mark? Being completionist, uh, I'm being completionist if I'm getting rewards for those things, and even better if those rewards make me feel powerful. But if it's just for box ticking, then I get bored quickly. Yeah. I do wish there was a visual journal of defeated enemies uh, so I could enjoy the art. Especially some of the bosses. Yeah, Ted, I agree with that. Some of the bosses. Yeah. It'd be nice to go in and get like a good screenshot of them. You know what I mean? 
because some some of the bosses are quite cool looking um hang on a minute I always forget I have to switch the capture card um, when I play with Hilly I have to go through the gaming rig so he can see what's going on and then when I play I don't like doing that <clears throat> okay am I going to check out the new Kirby game I don't know we, we like to check out games here but the issue we always run into is we're primarily a talk show and gameplay needs to be like either something I'm super interested in or something that's like super relevant or both like Elden Ring is super relevant and I'm super interested in it same with Horizon Forbidden West the challenge with a game like Kirby is it's like uh, I'm not that interested and it's probably not that relevant and it's Nintendo (laughs) like I don't like doing anything with Nintendo I just don't. I don't like that sense of like, well, if somebody stumbles in here and doesn't like what I'm saying, they could make my life terrible. You know, they could make my life miserable. They could, you know, hit the hit the vid, hit the channel, hit the whatever. I, I don't. I don't know. I love Nintendo, but I'm also like kind of terrified of them. So we don't do a lot with Nintendo, like I and, I, and obviously Zelda is eventually going to come out, and I'm really going to want to play the crap out of it when Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, you know. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna take a really really quick break, and then we are going to be getting into some Elden Ring gameplay. We'll be going to the capital city, uh, so make sure you're subscribed. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, do so. Please consider membership. Uh, we really need the members here to hit 500. We have stalled out in the mid 400s. So if you listen to this content all throughout the week, consider doing the $5 a month membership. It gets you a badge, emotes, and increased access in our Discord. We almost never run ads. I only run them when I step away like this. And we, we, we need the members because we never run ads here. All right. Um, so, so I will be right back. You might get some ads. Consider supporting all the various sponsors that are down here in the corner. Uh, the shirts that I wear from 80s tees, the disc plates, my glasses, or order some coffee. The coffee's ours. It's it's something my wife and kiddos ship to you, so you're supporting a small business when you do that. All right? I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
Oh, boy. All right. I do appreciate the really, really strong turnout uh, today. Hopefully, as we as we ease away from everything, every day being Elden Ring, um, and start covering more of the variety gaming news. Hopefully, you guys continue to come back and enjoy the show. Um, we definitely cannot become an Elden Ring channel. That's not the goal. That's not the aim. Uh, we love covering a variety of topics. Don't forget, uh, Reforge Radio. We have that in the afternoons. That's our larger channel. And uh, we go live over there around 3 o'clock. And today we'll be doing uh, something with 30 and still gaming. And doing like a whole sort of review of the Star Wars franchise. But we get into some pretty serious stuff over there. We had an interview with uh, Ginger Prime. Got into faith, like our beliefs, how it impacts our content creation and work-life balance. We've talked Russia. We talked about Mr. Beast being on Rogan. And he got criticism for that. Um, So... Yeah, these are Gunner Optics. You can use my link, and uh, that will support me. You can use my Amazon affiliate link anytime you're going to order anything on Amazon. That supports me. Use my code over at 80s Tees. We got, we got, this shirt doesn't really get shown off when I'm wearing the hoodie. It's like a really nice big print. Um, and you can get 30% off anything you order over there using code LONO. <clears throat> and then the, the, the coffee is a great way to support what we do, because I know a lot of you are coffee drinkers, you listen during the day where coffee drinking makes sense. This is probably Zubair. <clears throat> yeah, Team Dark Rose. Zubair ordered three bags of Dark Rose. Thank you so much, Zubair. If you're not really a coffee drinker, I recommend trying the Light Roast, the most drinkable coffee out there. Uh, Eugene was saying it in the Discord over the weekend. My wife has said this. <clears throat> Our coffee. Order it Order it uh, under caution because it will ruin other coffee for you. The balance acidity makes it so drinkable and smooth that... She doesn't like the coffee uh, that she used to drink in the city anymore. There was like a local place and she loved it. And she's like, it just doesn't taste the same anymore. And um, that's a common thing that we've heard from people. And so check it out. Very smooth. Uh, I think it's, we've been told because of how good it is that we don't charge enough. But um, we may later in this year have to bump bag prices by like a buck because I think we are paying a little bit more for it now as well especially with uh, shipping because gas prices and stuff you know all that crap um how's that dark roast loyalty plan going (laughs) you ever cold brew it I've been meaning to do that lately I think Abe has done cold brew with the dark roast and said it's very good a handful of people have said that the dark roast is really Really good for cold brew. Um, and then I got to change here to this. To this. Uh, deactivate. Activate. There we go. Oh, we need to make sure this is synced up. Okay, it's synced up. All right, we're going to try and get to the capital city today. Alright, let me send a tweet, and then I'm going to put a link in chat for you guys. It should redirect. It should redirect. If it doesn't, then you'll have a link in chat just in case it doesn't. Uh, Elden Ring. Gameplay. Oh, the Royal Capital. Sorry. We're going to the Royal Capital today.
These chicks are like, ah, ha, ha, from, ha, ha, ha. They're like dancing. They're so creepy. Uh, heading to the royal capital today. Please send. All right. Link in Discord. Oh, let's end the poll. Go to Melania. She's right up to the capital. I'd like to see how you do. I'm stuck on her. Yeah, I've heard she's tough. She's the one like flies around, right? Ooh, good poll results today. Over a grand on the poll. I always love seeing that. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video, continuing our Elden Ring gameplay and heading to the royal capital in this uh, in this video. That's where we're headed next. If you missed Friday night with Hilly, it was a blast. We surprisingly were really effective on Friday night. I don't know how. <laughs> we were not really trying, and we were getting lots of runes and lots of levels. I poured a lot into Int, and we didn't seem to find the swords that are supposed to be like end game.